The following is a Dowling Catholic Sports presentation on Iowa Catholic Radio. Coverage of Dowling Catholic High School soccer is underwritten by Ashworth Vision Clinic, Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Kemen, Mercy One, and the Catholic Tuition Organization. Thank you for supporting Dowling Catholic Soccer on Iowa Catholic Radio. Teddy Sullivan. Good evening, folks. Welcome to uh, the Dowling Catholic Soccer Substate Final versus Johnson. This is Ben Teeling. I'm joined in the booth tonight by my partner in crime, Tanner Kraut, and we are have the privilege tonight to call the Substate Final, Dowling versus Johnson, but we're in a different location. We're at Johnson High School at Johnson Stadium. Tanner, welcome to the booth. What are we uh, in store for tonight? Thank you, Ben. We are in store for a Substate Showdown, a final matchup from this group. One season, one season is ending tonight, and one season is going on. So we will find out when the uh, Substate groups were set, six teams in this bracket, and... We are seeing the number one and the number two seeds of this group facing off in the championship match. So a lot on the line, the matchup that we were expecting to see, the Johnson Dragons versus the Dowling Catholic Maroons. You're listening to a boys varsity soccer match here. We are broadcasting live from Johnston High School. It is our first road broadcast of the season, so fun as Ben and I get set into the brand new and very nice facilities here at Johnston High School. It's a real treat up here, Ben. It, the booth is amazing. Took an elevator to get up here, which was kind of fun. And uh, we have a great great view of the game up here, so really excited to bring the action. And uh, it is sure to be a good game. Uh, these two teams, again, the number one and the number two seed in this sub-state group. So this is the matchup. This is the chalk matchup. And uh, Johnson has the home field advantage being the number one seed. So, um, again, here in Johnson tonight. And right now, the uh, starting lineups are, are being announced, and we've got the national anthem about to play. We are going to um, cut to the pregame prayer with Father Andrew, and we will be back with starting lineups. Thank you. Hello, my name is Father Ryan Andrew, and I'm the chaplain at Dowling Catholic High School. Let us pray for the coaches, players, and trainers for this athletic competition. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all your gifts. We ask you to bless all those involved in this athletic competition tonight. We ask that you keep them safe and that they all show good sportsmanship. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. All holy men and women, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Dowling Catholic Sports is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic. With two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling graduate, and Dr. Craig Harper, the Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at 60th and Ashworth in West Des Moines. 515-440-4610 or online, ashworthvision.com. Thank you, construction professionals, for underwriting our show, Man Up, heard Mondays at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Construction professionals have been long supporters of Iowa Catholic Radio, and we've seen their work. It's beautiful. They do remodeling or new construction that is innovative, functional, and designing what you want. It's a family business built on a strong foundation to create a new or remodeled home that is uniquely yours. cpcustomhomes.com. From our family to yours, God bless. Thank you, construction professionals. Welcome back to Johnson High School, where you're listening to the broadcast of the Substate 
Boys Varsity Soccer Final. You are matchup tonight is Dowling Catholic Maroons versus the Johnson Dragons. We are very excited to bring you this Boys Class 3A Soccer Showdown. I am Tanner Krause. With me tonight is Ben Teeling. As we put 40 minutes on the clock, we are out here at a beautiful evening in Johnson, Iowa, at this wonderful new facility at Johnson High School. The Johnson Dragons, the home team tonight, the higher seed, the one seed in this group, are wearing all black from head to toe. And the visiting Dallian Catholic Maroons will be in all white from head to toe. So it should be uh, a little bit easier for us to do our jobs up here in the booth, Ben. But uh, no easy buckets tonight for these high school student-athletes as they face off in a critical showdown. The winner tonight goes on to the state tournament. The losers tonight end their season. So a lot on the line and we are really excited to bring you this ball. We are seconds from kickoff. Yeah. Referee's whistle is underway. Joey puts the ball in play for the Dowling Catholic Maroons. And we are excited to bring you the sub-state final as Dowling takes a long ball off the kickoff and plays it into the Johnson goalie. So Johnson will have the ball in their goalie's hand to set up. And we've got a rematch tonight, Ben. We are uh, seeing the Johnson Dragons again. We saw them two weeks ago in a match that uh, Johnston won handedly on the scoreline. Yeah, 6-2 uh, to showdown. That game was a home game, so we broadcast that for you two weeks ago. And tonight's 0-0. So, Ben, what can we expect going into this rematch? So you said uh, no easy buckets tonight. Well, the last matchup, there was a lot of easy buckets. Eight goals, six out of Johnston. Dowling hit three or four posts. Um, I think I heard you say it, the most even 6-2 scoreline you've ever seen, and I agree with that. Um, so... Both these teams, last game at least, had a lot of offense, created a lot of chances. It was, it was really fun. Johnson was just more clinical. So, you know, I think if uh, history tells us anything, we're going to see an open attacking game, as we're already seeing here. Dowling's trying to play it out of the back, actually, and uh, hopefully a lot of goals and uh, a lot of buckets, you know, to use that terminology again, Tanner. And uh, we'll get to the starting lineups as well uh, as we move throughout the first half here. Um, it's a beautiful evening out here in Johnson. And we've got the sun on the field. We've got a good crowd filling in here. It's a little bit earlier kickoff time than normal, so we still got a bunch of fans here filling in. We can see them parking and coming into the parking lot, walk up to the stands. And uh, Dowling looks to threaten here in Johnson's box, but it goes out for a goal kick for Johnston. Indeed. So we have a goal kick, Dragons. We are 90 seconds into the sub-state final here, Johnson versus Dowling. And, Ben, you touched on the key word from our last broadcast in the earlier matchup of these two teams, clinical. What we saw in that game was fairly even throughout the pitch. However, uneven when it came to finishing. Johnson was very clinical in their finishing. That means they were uh, very opportunistic and putting away their chances. While Dowling struggled, they found the post. They made the goalie look good for the Dragons. And ultimately, Johnson had a four-goal margin, although a much tighter difference between these two teams during the run of play. So uh, that gives the Dowling Catholic Maroons and Coach Jackson Teeling uh, a bit of confidence going into tonight's matchup, knowing that they played with these guys and they're not scared of anybody in a Johnson uniform tonight. So Dowling has possession still. They're in the attacking third. They just won a corner as Joe Reed combines on the left-hand side with Ben Jurgens, And we're seeing early possession from the Dowling Catholic Maroons. The ball has predominantly been played in Johnson's defensive half, and all that hard work has earned us a corner, the first corner of the matchup. So Ben Jurgens, left-hand side of the pitch, a right-footed corner will in swing to the box. Ben puts his arm up, plays the ball into the box, under hit to the near post. It's flicked on poorly from the Johnson defender. Ball bounces inside the box, and it's cleared out to the Johnson forward. 
who is intercepted by Nathan Liu with a nice tackle at midfield. They're battling for possession around midfield. And here comes Griezmann for a nice tackle. So Johnson wins possession. And a quick throw into the right-hand side for Johnston. That's a big big tackle from Nathan Liu early on Wilmot Mana. He is the leading scorer on this Johnson team. He's got 19 on the season. And another player to look out for uh, on Johnson is, is number 10, Omar Dupanovich, also a senior, 14 goals himself. And he is uh, one of those players who's going to shoot from distance. He had two long-range goals against against uh, Dowling in that last home game we called a couple Fridays ago. So let's look out. We'll definitely be looking out for those two players. And, you know, Tanner, you mentioned it. Uh, we talked to the coaches after the Johnston game. And, you know, the score line 6-2. But they said the guys had a lot of confidence because they realized that they could play with Johnston. Indeed. And, indeed. And they they see Johnston as a beatable one seed. And not every one seed in this sub-state, or sorry, in across the state is beatable. Certainly, we've seen the unbeaten season of the Waukee Warriors go on so far. Waukee with an incredible goal differential and a tough matchup when Dowling played Waukee. Only a 2-0 victory. Dowling hung in there nicely, uh, mostly played defensive uh, style of play. Um, but the, the, the joy, if you will, if you can use that word, when Dowling draw came out to avoid uh, the dominant Warriors of Waukee, looking at this matchup as a group they could get out of. And so now we've got a... Uh, even matchup going into tonight's match, into yeah. tonight's pitch. Yeah, I agree with that. And so far, the game's been even here in the first, you know, five, six, seven minutes of the game. Looking for a score. There's a scoreboard. Yeah, we're five minutes in here. Um, you know, I've been impressed with the way Dowling's been actually pinging the ball around. Um, they have strung some passes together. They're keeping some possession. Um, Joe Reed and Carson Boyle starting at forward for us, and uh, they've been looking dangerous. Joe Reed. Always looks dangerous trying to run in behind, and here he is on the ball. He drops it off to Ben Jurgen, who plays a one-footed pass into a bark. A bark is over the shoot. top. Blocked. Shot is blocked. So we're seeing the same 4-4-2 tonight from Coach Teeling for the Maroons. Uh, again, this is a bit of a 4-1-2-1-2 for you soccer nerds out there, meaning the uh, midfielders are more centrally located, ideally allowing the outside backs to get forward or allowing the two forwards to have a little more space on the width. Uh, one difference that we're seeing tonight, Ben, with just a field of play, Johnston here with his multi-purpose field, beautiful brand-new turf, it's a lot wider mm-hmm. than Dowling's home field. So this track is a wider track, and you can see the, the extra yards between the end of the 18 and the sideline here. Uh, so you like to see that as a player. You've got more room to play with. You have more room to, through the middle. You can play a little more possession style. We'll see who that favors tonight. Earlier in the season, as these teams matched up, it was on a much tighter field, and that changes the game. Yeah, and it's a great point. A lot more width on this field in the last game. Based off of what I saw in the previous game, you know, Dowling's midfield is definitely able to hang with Johnson's midfield. I think Johnson's strength lies within some of their more attacking players like Umar Dupanovich and Wilmot Nana. And so if we can win the midfield battle tonight, um, that'll go a long way in keeping those two quiet, and hopefully this width will, will, will help us with that. Um, starting alongside the two strikers we mentioned was Joe Reed and Carson Boyle. We've got Henry Abarca, the freshman, starting in the advanced center midfield role. In behind him, Ben Jurgens, senior number 10. And it looks like Quinn Stewart get, got on the field tonight, Tanner, so that's good to see as well with the start. Um, he was banged up with, a, I believe, a contusion or maybe a muscle injury. There's a foul called against Joe Reed. Could have gone either way. Um, I think ref just gave the defenders the benefit of the, doubt, of the doubt there. Indeed, a long ball over the top there by Fabian Leon. Bouncing ball, Joe Reed always get a challenge for that. A 50-50 collision, and he was ruled to have impeded the defender's play. So Johnson has possession and coming out now. 
We'll get to our four defenders for Dowling in a bit. But right now, Johnson has the ball inside the 18 for Dowling. It's a left-footed shot across the goal. Parker Short clears it away. The ball is cleared as far as the top of the D. A bad touch by Johnson gives Abarca a chance to win possession back. Abarca struggles, battles on the sideline. Johnson does well to win the ball back, plays it across the box. To nobody but Nathan Liu for Dowling, who has time to pick his head up and find the Johnson stopper, who intercepts and plays the ball right back down the middle of the field. Manet at the top of the box. A long shot for, from Johnston and high and wide. So the first shot of the game goes to the Dragons. And what you're seeing here tonight, Ben, already both teams have had the opportunity to switch the field of play and find a little more space on the weak side. Dowling has used that to their advantage more in the defensive half, trying to build possession out of the back. Quinn Stewart, Ben Jurgens, and Danny Griezmann have had some nice touches. This time around, it's Johnson in the attacking half, switching the ball from right to left, and had a uh, player with the ball with a good look at goal, 12 yards out at a bit of an angle. Yeah. Unfortunately, the shot, unfortunately for John, Johnson, the shot was uh, poorly hit and slowly across the middle of the goal for a Parker Store clearance. Johnson okay. remained in possession in the attacking half. It was it was Omar Dukanovic, the the long range striker who got that shot off. So it was a little bit scary to see that. And right before that, they had a pretty good look um, on the left side of the box. It's just that the the shot was a bit um, dragged across, and uh, Dowling was able to to clear it out. But a couple early chances for Johnston, and you know we had a uh, an opportunity to break before their chance and kind of tried to force a ball into the middle, and the stopper for Johnston was able to clean it up. So maybe if we can try to find some of the players on the outside. Um, here's here's a chance for Dowling. Long ball over the top. Joe Reed collects it. He holds it up, finds Carson Boyle's feet. Boyle turns out to the right to Quinn Stewart. Stewart dumps the ball into the box with his left foot, and it's cleared away by Johnston. And now Johnston will look to counter, and they do with Omar Dupanovich on the ball. Finds a speedster, Wilmot Mana. And well, Mana's behind the defense. Mana's into the box. Parker Stewart with a recovery run. Mana with a nice cutback. And a big saving tackle from Griezmann to stop the shot. So you have seen on this bigger field, there's going to be more space tonight. And Mana is happy to go in one-on-one against this Dowling back line. This game, I mean, again, we wide open right now. It feels like the last game where there could be a lot of goals from both teams. Uh, Johnston looking dangerous. Dowling getting into the Johnston's final third, but they're not quite finding that. The, that last ball to kind of unlock Johnson's defense. They've been a little bit wasteful with their chances in the final third so far, although it is early. And here's Johnson again in Dowling's half, 30 yards from goal. Great defense by Fabian Leone. A good stand-up tackle by the young right back for Leone. Quinn Stewart picks his head up and finds Jurgens. Jurgens slows things down and gets back out to Leone. Again, this added space for Dowling is a bit of a new look for us as they're able to really spread the field and play through the midfield something that hasn't happened much this season. I will say this, Quinn Stewart, we talked about his contusion, had he coming off twice in the last game, and now Quinn Stewart appeared to have waved to the Dowling bench for a substitution. So we will keep an eye and keep you posted on Quinn Stewart's status. He's running around decently well now in defense, but did motion to his coach Teeling on that last stoppage of play. So we'll see if Stewart can go. And Stewart kicks the ball out of play and is now taking a knee. So a tough early blow for Dowling. Starter, senior Quinn Stewart, a a critical part of this midfield, has gone down on a knee. So we are uh, 10 minutes and 30 seconds into the half, and we would like to thank Ashworth Vision Clinic, who is committed to providing a complete eye exam to make sure that your family is seen and feeling their best. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at 60th and Ashworth in West Des Moines. Find them online at ashworthvision.com. We'd also like to thank Construction Professionals, 
a family business built on a strong foundation to create a new or remodeled home that is uniquely yours. Again, it's a family business, so find Oren, Marilyn, or Derek Stryker online at cpcpcustomhomes.com. That is construction professionals. So, Ben, walk us through that substitution. Looks like J.D. Harmon comes on for the injured Quinn Stewart, and Harmon has moved up to Stryker. Uh, looks like Ryan, or sorry, Carson Boyle is going to be dropped into the midfield, from what I can tell so far. And, uh, you know, it's kind of what you expected there with Quinn going down. J.D.'s usually the first sub off the bench in an advanced position. He's a senior, big body, about 6'4". He can post up. He can shoot if he gets a look. So we'll see what J.D. can do. And uh, hopefully Quinn um, can get back on the field. Tough for him, a senior, not being able to be at full strength for the night. But it looks like he's, he's not taking the shoes off yet. So maybe he's going to try to walk it off a little bit and get some minutes here a little bit later um, as we get set for a goal kick from Dowling. Indeed. And we talked a little bit about this strategy from Coach Teeling in the last broadcast where he's got the option of bringing on J.D. Harmon, a senior who started most of the season at center forward. With the formation change, it went from three strikers to two. Harmon was sacrificed to make room for an extra midfielder. And now a midfielder comes off. Coach Teeling opts to bring Harmon back off the bench and put Boyle back in the midfield. We've also seen Joe Reed play that role as well. The other option for Coach Teeling is to go to some of his younger players in midfield, perhaps Ian Gridell or Story Fernandez that might come on in that role. Uh, so Coach Teeling is going for the experience here in the sub-state final. J.D. Harmon provides a nice target. However, you lose that really explosive combination of Carson Boyle and Joe Reed combining against the back line of any defense in the CIML, let alone Johnston's. And so something to watch as the an opportunity for Boyle slots it home. We've got a goal through all that. Carson Boyle, who's been relocated to midfield, didn't slow him down. 1-0 Dowling, 1-0 Dowling. Dowling with the early lead. We're 12 minutes exactly into this matchup. Attacked on the right-hand side, crossed into the box. It was cleared out to the 18. Boyle with a one-time finish. The goalie for Johnson didn't even move. Did How could move. you react against a, such a well-hit half volley? And what a start for Dowling. It's a 1-0 advantage going into the sub-state final here at Johnson. Ben, walk us through that. That was a, a phenomenal technique on that strike because it's really easy to hit that ball over the goal when it's bouncing like that back at you. He had space, top of the box. You know, it's a midfielder's or striker's dream to have a ball bouncing at you like that and get a chance to get it on target. And he was able to keep his head down, keep his body forward, and just absolutely hit it pure. And, yeah, goalie couldn't move, put it, put it to the high right side, to the goalie's left. And uh, you just love to see Carson get on the score sheet because he's been putting in so many hardworking minutes for the squad this season. Hasn't had a lot of goals, but he's been doing a lot of the intangibles so you love to see that out of Carson, and hopefully that gets this Dowling team uh, rolling with some momentum here because Johnson has looked dangerous on the other end, and here they are um, in Dowling's half again with a throw-in. Yeah, Ben, really curious to see Dowling's response to that open goal. We saw them take an early lead against Roosevelt in the sub-state semifinal on Friday night, and or sorry, excuse me, on Monday night, and we have a cross into the box from Johnston. It's knocked down by Parker Stork. The striker turns and scores for Johnston. An immediate response from the Johnston Dragons. This is a throw-in. Knocked down, crossed into the box, and we've got, it was uh, Wilmot Manet who was able to turn, and then the ball ended up on the feet of Omar Dupanovic. Omar Dupanovic, the, yeah. the second leading goal scorer. So the uh, forward connection for Johnston proves to be 
a fruitful one as 90 seconds after Dowling takes the lead, Johnson takes it right back. And Ben, I couldn't even finish my thought, which was how will Dowling respond to the advantage? They conceded a lot of territory after going up against Roosevelt. Tonight they conceded a goal after going up against Johnston. So we've got a level matchup. So punch, counterpunch in the sub-state final. Buckets are easy tonight, Tanner. We've been talking about it, but just like the last game, 1-1, back and forth. I mean, Johnston, to their credit, they have been they've been getting into some dangerous spaces in Dowling's attacking third. They just haven't gotten that final shot. That was a great turn by Amar, and he just had point blank on his favorite left foot, and he just drilled it low underneath Leon. Leon had no chance. I mean, it was right inside the six. So we got to do a better job of, of, of keeping the uh, strikers that deep out of the box. But, yeah, right, right back um, without you even having a chance to really <laughs> give your comments on how you're going to respond. I guess that's how we do respond. So, here we are, 1-1 with 25 minutes left here in the first half. Indeed. So a lot of excitement early on, and the crowd continues to fill in. It's a beautiful night here in Johnston, Iowa. The sun is still shining on this field. The shadows in the press box are just covering the near side benches of the players, who I will note, even before those two goals, 15 minutes into the game, not one player has taken a seat on either bench through the first 15 minutes, and that's even before the goals got everybody in attendance tonight excited so the players the coaches the bench players everybody's aware of what's on the line tonight as Johnson hit a high shot just over the bar from distance uh, Leon had it covered but enough to keep him honest so a lot of excitement in the air and two goals is going to slow that down Johnson is not afraid to pull the trigger from deep that's the second shot we've seen from outside the box both high and they scored a couple last time against us and now we've got for Johnson. a chance, yeah, a poor goal kick from Diego Leon uh, resulted in a little battle on top of the 18. Uh, ultimately, we're able to clear a Barker with a nice turn through midfield, and he is ruled to be brought down by the center official tonight. The senior captain for Johnson Center midfielder wants to have a few words with the referee, claiming he got ball. I think he has a bit of a case there. However, the referee yeah. wants to set the tone early, and now Parker Stark will take a free kick just inside the Dowling half as the Dowling targets are all standing on the 18-yard line of Johnson. They're expecting a very big, deep, long ball off of the set piece. I think you've got Fabian Leone wide open on the right-hand side of the field. You yeah, can take 10 it. yards quickly. Instead, Parker take, uh, opts for the direct route. The ball flicks off of Boyle's head and goes into the goalie's hands. Not a dangerous look on goal, but at least a set piece going into the box and ultimately in the goalie's hands. So taking some advantage of that from deep. We're playing pretty direct here the last five or ten minutes, really winning the ball back on defense and uh, trying to play the ball straight up the middle. Um, we were able to get that free kick. You know, it looked like a pretty good challenge on Abarca, but he was able to draw that foul. Here's J.D. Harmon with some nice post-up play. Hold-up play, but a turnover. And yep. Actually, a good work from Parker Stork to be able to find the feet of J.D. Harmon. He really skipped the, the near forward and found the second forward. And so it's a good look for Parker Stork. Again, Parker Stork, captain of this defense, captain of this squad, will be continuing his soccer career at wisconsin platteville next season so the platteville coaches have to like the distribution they're seeing out of the center back tonight a uh, with turnover inside of his own half parker stork there with an interception once further who gets the ball back to joe reed he's got plenty of space through the middle joe reed finds the johnson defender he was looking for jd Harmon on a through ball but it's intercepted as now johnson looks to turn around in space but a one two on the left sideline a through ball for Manet. Manet's battling with Sullivan. Manet beats Sullivan a shot from Manet. a goal for Manet. it is two to one johnston after an early lead from Dowling, Johnson scores two goals in three minutes to take the lead. And that is a 
bit of a turnover down the right-hand side, a bit of a 2v1 on the Johnson's attacking left. Manet versus Sullivan, 1v1 inside the box. Manet on his left, fakes a shot, cuts back to his right. He's got a clean look at goal and a good finish, far post, high corner. Leon had no chance. It's 2-1 to one Johnston. Yeah, it was a great great play for Manet. He's their, you know, one of their most dangerous players, obviously. Him and Dupanovic, they both scored tonight already. You can't leave him one-on-one, and he cuts in on his right foot, buries it to the far post, high high in uh, side netting. It was a really nice finish. Came in with the Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo celebration there with his teammates. Uh, Johnson is firing right now. It's 2-1. to one. Dowling just needs to get some, uh, you know, again, string a few more passes together. Um, not rush it so much because they're having some space in Johnson's half, but we're really trying to force the ball um, through over the top or on the ground, and Johnson's just cutting it out. Indeed, Dowling plays very quickly, as we know. They like to get the ball into space for Joe Reed and Carson Boyle. However, that puts your defense under pressure when it doesn't work because you're just conceding possession immediately back. So how Dowling will respond, we'll see. Yeah, what we will see right now, we have the ball. It's with Fabian Leone. He's set to punt it, looks like, deep up the field. So hopefully we're able to flick this ball on and retain possession. Here it is. Here's a battle. J.D. Harmon gets a foot on it. And uh, Jurgens runs it down towards the sideline. But Johnston gets there first. Now it's Johnston on the ball. Right back. Uh, almost gets this by Jurgens, but he finds feet. Now Johnston's coming down the right side in a dangerous position. Looks like they're set for a cross. Number two fakes the cross all the way at the byline. Spins back to his left. Griezmann sticks him. Patty Sullivan there. He's not going to get beat twice in a row. Yeah. Patty Sullivan with a much better tackle on that challenge. And now it's a throw in right by the corner flag for the Johnson Dragons. Yeah, these Johnson attackers are a handful. It's usually taken one or two times for us to, to challenge on the ball and win it back, at least so far in this first half. Um, Wilmot Mana also providing a lot of dribbling danger for them, and he, he's the one who just scored. So here's Johnson with the throw in. Yeah, big Michael Fister coming in for the throw in. Across, across to Manet. Manet with a header on the six yard line, whiffs on the header on a tough ball. Johnson re- retains possession on the left hand side. Across to the left back, ends up being more of a shot. And that ball now is out for a goal kick. Fabian Leone. We have our first substitute, sorry, our second substitution of the night for Dowling. So JD Harmon, who came on for the injured Quinn Stewart, number 11. Makes way for the freshman, number nine, Enrico Sartori-Fernandez. So Sartori-Fernandez now with the chance to combine with Joe Reed up top. So J.D. Harmon puts in a 10-minute shift, and we've got a 2-1 advantage for Johnson Dragons. There is exactly 20 minutes left in the first half, halfway through the first half here in Johnson High School. This is the sub-state final. Win or go home, state tournament or banquet, one will have the celebration, and one will have an unfortunate end to some of these student-athletes' high school careers. Another long shot from Johnson ends up safely in the hands of Diego Leon, so another big punt out for the keeper for Dowling. Yeah, uh, winner-take-all in this matchup. We have 60 minutes left in the game. We're a quarter of the way through the game. It's already 2-1. to one. Uh, I think we've got a lot more goals on tap. Dowling just needs to get on some solid footing here. The substitution uh, with Sertori Fernandez coming in, I like, just to mix things up a little bit. Right. As noted, Sertori Fernandez is a little more technical, a little more of a foot skill player. J.D. Harbin has that big body target frame. Clearly, Coach Teeling wants to see a little more possession and thinks that Satori Fernandez might be able to combine with Abarca and Reed a little bit in, in possession. And I'll tell you this, Ben, Abarca is a name we haven't called very much tonight. Yeah, haven't called his name much. We didn't call his name much against Roosevelt either. You know, what I'm seeing, we have a pretty good vantage point at this Johnson Stadium because the press box is so high. So, 
it seems like there's a lot of space between the forwards of Dowling and uh, our midfield. So, you know, it ends up midfielders getting the ball, don't really have a lot of options. They see the forwards running on the back line, and they see if they can dump it in there. Johnson's cutting it out. So we just need that shape to get a little bit tighter, I think, and have those midfield and offensive units move a little bit closer. That might help um, Abarca, as you mentioned, Tanner. He's gotten on the ball a couple times. He's drawn a couple fouls, but we need him to really uh, be a prominent figure in this game if we're to claw back into it and uh, get, get on level footing and even get a lead. Indeed, Abarca went on an absolute tear after being first thrust into that more attacking midfielder role after the formation change, the 4-4-2. However, the last couple nights, you're right, Ben, he has been a bit quieter. Here he is challenging the left back for possession, a long ball forward from Johnston. Manet combines with Dupanovic, who plays Manet through. Manet on a breakaway into the box. Stork there to cover. Stork slows him down, but only as far as the eight. Another shot from Manet, and that is over the bar. Another very dangerous opportunity here for uh, number six, Wilmont Manet, the junior forward for Johnston, the leading goal scorer there. So a nice little one-two. Again, that is off of a a long ball to the target. A quick one-two gets in behind the Dowling defense. And a good recovery run from Parker Stork prevented the clean look. Still got a shot off, however, uh, a little bit disrupted and just high of the post. Yeah, uh, dangerous from Manet. Again, cutting it on that right foot. And uh, I think he just ran out of steam. And uh, his angle was cut down on his left foot, so he could only cut it back to the right. We had it pretty well covered. And it was good to see that ball fly over the crossbar. Indeed. uh, You don't want to go down 3-1, which you could have with a little bit more body control under Manet. He was leaning back after the challenge from Parker Stork, a little bit off balance, uh, and uh, the uh, side relief from the Dowling bench. Yeah, here's a free kick. Ben Jurgens from half field gets it into the box because a fall for Dowling. It's going to be a 50-50 battle for Griezmann to try to keep it in, um, but it's ultimately won by Johnson as they look to break up the field, and they find Wilmont's feet, plays it straight away to Omar Dupanovich out on the right, Great work from Jurgens to get back and win the ball, but he was double-teamed, so Johnson was able to retain it. And it looks like Johnson's just going to try to build some possession now, but actually dumps the ball in, and we're able to win it back. Good header from Abarca. Now Carson, Boyle. Read back to Boyle. 1-2. And here we are. to Lou. Lou loses the 50-50, but that was ruled to be a handball, so he would have won that there. And one thing that stands out to me so far watching Johnson play is the teamwork and connectedness of their two forwards. Dupanovich and Manet always seem to find each other. They know where each other are at at all times, and they know they play unselfishly that if they give it, they will quickly get it back in a one-two. And the way they read the game and their athleticism provides a lot of difficulty for any defense, and certainly Dowling has been challenged tonight trying to keep up with their combination play. Yeah, you can clearly see the chemistry. You know, if you add the goals they've had tonight – Deponovich with 15 on the season. Mana with 20. So that's 35 goals between two guys. Here's an a header on goal from Joe Reed. And a really good look and a nice save from the Johnson keeper. Again, this is a free kick from just inside Dowling's half. Dowling is taking these set pieces very straight, very direct. No fuss about it. They're playing the ball into the box. And that time was a good look from Joe Reed. And a bit of a flick header forcing a half-diving save from the Johnson keeper. The score remains 2-1. to one. With 16 minutes to play, Johnson has the advantage in the substitute final, boys' varsity soccer. What an opportunity to equalize. I like what Dowling's doing here. Here's Boyle. He's going to come in, maybe hit a shot from deep. He gets it on target. Oh, my gosh. Almost a second just left of the post. And the ref does call a goal kick. It looks like the goalie maybe got fingers to it, but nonetheless a goal kick and a good effort from Carson. 
Indeed. And we've got a substitution here tonight for Johnson to Wilmot Monet, the goal scorer. We'll take a bench. Well, sorry, we'll take a seat on the bench. We'll t- and, and we'll take that. <laughs> we will take that aside. Lead us, David Myers. Another junior comes on for Johnson. So uh, we will see how the, the last 15 minutes go and how Johnson uses their leading goal scorer, Monet, down the uh, stretch of the first half. Johnson in possession off the goal kick, looking to keep the ball through the middle. Uh, he's swarmed by two Maroons and a combination play and a quick counterattack. Stray Fernandez. Finds Boyle nice with a combination. Looks to play Joe Reed into the corner. Joe Reed was looking more of a check two ball and a nice shield out from the Johnson defender. It results in a goal kick Johnson once again. Really nice shield out there, a little fake, and let the ball run out. And uh, with the heavy pressure from Joe Reed, I like what I've seen from Dowling here just in these last three to four minutes. A, a wonderful opportunity to equalize on that long free kick. And uh, it was Reed who just headed, nodded the ball right directly at the goalie anywhere left or right of the goalie that's a goal and then a good shot from Carson Boyle we're winning the ball back deep in Johnson's half and then we're combining well with a few passes here just the last few minutes so hopefully we see more of that just under 15 minutes left and Johnson's trying to play out of the back again so we'll see if we can um, win the ball back and a substitution on that goal kick there for Dowling so senior Aniel Ramirez Reyes enters the game for fellow senior Ben Jurgens. And so Ramirez Reyes, a player who doesn't see a ton of minutes, uh, but did feature towards the end of the Roosevelt game on Monday night. And what we've seen from Coach Teeling now is he's made three substitutions, and two of them have been seniors off the bench. So the postseason goes on, clearly values that experience and wants to give these kids with the most on the line a chance to go get it done for them. Yeah, and, and they know that it's the last could be the last game they're playing, so they're going to put some some really hard-earned minutes in tonight. I like that. I like getting the seniors out there because we haven't seen a lot of Ramirez Reyes, but he's a skilled player. Um, here's Dowling again. You can hear the Johnson crowd not too happy about that foul call on Johnson, but we're going to have another opportunity to maybe get a free kick in from a deep position. We'll see if we can get those big bodies up there, get a header on target or get a flick on, land something in the box and get a shot. So, and we will thank Dental Associates for sponsoring tonight's game. They're addressing your smile, needs, and dreams at 3700 Westtown Parkway or online at Des Moines slash dentalassociates.com. Stork with the free kick into the box, headed out by Johnston. Nobody playing that second ball for Dowling, so Johnston now has a chance to take some space quickly. Johnston has some players up on the left-hand side. If they can hit the big switch, the midfielder chooses to stay on this side of the field, finds Dupanovich's feet who does now hit the big switch. We have a one-on-one on the weak side for Johnston. Nathan Lou gets over across and mucks things up a bit in the center of the park, clears it only as far as the Johnston center midfielder. And so now we've got Johnston ultimately gets this ball to the left-hand side where they've had space for the last 10 seconds or so. And the left back for Johnston hits a disappointing cross right into the big body of Carson Boyle. The ball ends up now in the box for Johnston as Patty Sullivan looks to clear it, but only as far as his 12-yard line as the ball remains bouncing across the box it's been a bit of a frantic series of events these last 10 seconds as both teams are fighting, both teams are tackling. The ball is absolutely bouncing around unpredictably, and Patty Sullivan's clearance under hit, and Dowling is lucky that wasn't a shot on goal. Bit of a shank with the weak foot, and we'll take, uh, we'll take the lucky avoidance of, of danger there. Um, we're, we've cleared the danger now. We've got a throw in close to the Johnston half, so let's see if we can settle it down. One of the things I'm seeing is with this wider field, on the opposite side of the field, Tanner, there's all sorts of space for those players. If we can find that switching ball, um, get our heads up, that's going to relieve some pressure for us. I've seen Nathan Liu make a number of tackles um, in that center defensive midfield spot tonight. He's been looking good. 
just need to get the head up a little bit and find feet after right. he wins that ball back. Right, for Lewis, that next step, good reader of the game, good tackler of the ball. Oftentimes he wins possession and looks to get rid of it a little too quickly. Can he have a feel for the game and ultimately find a, a wide option? His, his preferred choice tends to be a little bit straight up the middle. You have to recognize on this field you've got width, you've got room to play with, and Johnson cannot be on both sides of the field at the same time. So can he get the ball out wide in an outlet? And right now out wide is an outlet for Dowling is Joe Reed, the one-man counterattack we've seen so often. Joe Reed's across to Sertori Fernandez. Sertori Fernandez with a shot inside the box. He missed hits it across the goal line. The ball stays in the box for Dowling. Uh, Ramirez-Reyes drops it back to a Barca who looks to dribble a player, ultimately keeps possession back to Lou. Lou looks to switch. The, his switch is blocked, and then his follow-up pass is turned over. Now he goes in for a tackle. The ball rolls to Ramirez-Reyes' feet and finds Lou again. Lou takes another cross. It is blocked again, and now the Johnson forward comes back into the midfield to try to win possession, and he switches the field and finds the left midfielder for Johnson. So a good look. Again, Joe Reed free one-on-one on the right-hand side of the field. Got it into Sartori Fernandez, who did well to create space for himself inside the box, but ultimately the last touch left you wanting as it rolled weakly across the goal. So a bit of a life there for Dowling. Ten minutes yeah. to play. Johnson was to one. We're seeing life out of Dowling really the last five to ten minutes, and you love to see Reed get into space. It was a two-on-two, nice cross, kind of cutback cross on the ground, and good work from Sartori Fernandez to take one touch to open the shot up, but he dragged it a little bit under the foot. But, yeah, dangerous for Dowling. I like what I'm seeing. Just at 2-1 here, we're definitely still in this game, and I could, uh, you know, we're, we're searching for that equalizer, and here we are again in the attacking half. Um, now Johnson wins it back. We're called for a foul. It's right at midfield. And so Troy Fernandez did well to come back out of the forward position and win the ball back. He tried to find a Barca who was ultimately dispossessed by his mark. But Troy Fernandez is coming off the bench here with some really solid minutes for the Dallian Marines. Yeah, he is. He's, again, a skilled player, and he's going to be able to keep the ball and uh, keep the possession for us and connect some passes. So I agree with you, Tanner. He's looked strong. Johnson's set for a free kick. They're going to try to get it all the way into Dowling's box from midfield. Powerful header from Good Boyle. Good header by Griezmer. But a Griezmer. The header was from Griezmer, but Boyle was ruled for a foul. Boyle did admittedly not jump straight up and down. He jumped a bit more side to side and was ruled to have impeded the space of the Johnston attacker. We have a free kick in a very dangerous position now for Johnston. Dupanovic wants this. The ball is sitting right on the arc on top of the 18. He is asking for 10 yards. And we have an unfortunate yellow card for Carson Boyle. So this is, I'm not sure, this wasn't on the initial foul called. This is potentially uh, insubordination, perhaps, from Boyle. Dissent, maybe. Uh, perhaps a refusal to give the free kick uh, enough space. However, what we do know is that Boyle's headed the sideline to serve that 10-minute suspension. So the rest of the first half will be without Carson Boyle. And Johnson, more importantly right now, immediately has a free kick in the center of the goal, 21 yards from Fabio, sorry, excuse me, Diego Leon's line. Dowling has a five-man wall, and two Johnson Dragons line up on top of this ball. This is a dangerous opportunity. Here's the delivery. A left-footed shot on goal. Rocks the crossbar for Johnston. An incredible free kick. Leon was stuck to the ground. No one was stopping that. And the ball bounced back into play off of the free kick. It ultimately was cleared out wide. And so we've got a throw-in now for Dowling. Inches away from a two-goal deficit for the Maroons. 
that was that was a great strike right off the crossbar. So we're lucky to avoid uh, avoid a goal against there, and uh, we will take that clear the danger out here with a throw in a big round of substitutions. Notable uh, entries to the game is number seven Wilmot Mana back on for Johnston. So we're gonna have some more danger from them on the counter attack. It was uh, a little bit of a respite for us when he was off the field there for the last ten minutes, and we kind of grabbed the game uh, control the game a little bit there. So we'll see if we can sustain that. Indeed, indeed, and and what you're seeing from Johnson now is they're they're cycling Mana and Dupanovich, and so that combination that was we talked about was so uh, just lethal in the in the first 20 minutes of this game. Uh, Mana got that first break, now Dupanovich with the second break. So uh, at least for Dowling's defense, they don't have to see both of them at the same time, likely for the rest of this first half. So we made some substitutions ourselves. Carson Boyle had to come off for a yellow card for what appears to be dissent. We saw senior Luke Powell come in and play midfielder for Boyle. So, again, a player who is not heavily featured this season, but did get minutes against Roosevelt. Teeling, Coach Teeling going with his seniors, Ramirez Reyes and Powell, early in the first half tonight. So you love to see Coach Teeling trusting those with the most on the line. Also entering back into the game is Sartori Fernandez, who came on for – uh, excuse me, excuse I think me, it was back Jurgens for Jurgens comes back in for Henry Barker. You're right, Ben. Thank you. Yep. And uh, here's Joe Reed on the right side, trying to beat two men. See if he can get across and cuts it back. He's got. He's the first. Oh. And puts it through the second. An incredible effort from Joe Reed to beat both. And a left-footed shot ends up weak at the near post, but the goalie bobbles it out for a corner kick. So a little bit of a miscue by the Johnston goalie uh, favors a Dowling Catholic corner kick. Joe Reed had two guys staring him down a yard away. He splits the ball through the two defenders and runs around them and then gets a shot off. So using his athleticism with a really creative uh, attack there. So we have a outswinging corner kick from Jurgens, a nice defensive header from Johnston. Nathan Liu intercepts well. Nathan Liu tries to get it back out wide to Jurgens, but overhits that distribution and it goes out for a goal kick for Johnston. There are six minutes to play in the first half of the CIML substate. Johnston two, Dowling one. Yeah, and a uh, quick moment just to remind our listeners about some upcoming events. Um, you can find these events as well on iowacatholicradio.com. Matt Maher will be at the Jamie Hurd Amphitheater in West Des Moines on Saturday, June 12th at 6 p.m. with Matt Baird, First Encounter, and JMMJ. Uh, learn more at nightfireconcerts.org. That's going to be a nice one. Um, also, another one real quick here, Iowa Catholic Radio Foundation welcomes country artist Lori Morgan to the Horizon Event Center. That's on July 15th. That's going to be with Jesse Keith Whitley and Eli Alger. Learn more about reserving a table at CelebrateCountry.org. That's going to be presented by Mercy One, one of our other underwriters, and sponsored by Valiant Wealth Family Office. As we resume action, Tanner, what do we have going on here? Well, let's talk about Mercy One with more than 50 primary care clinics in the Des Moines area. There's a convenient Mercy One location near you. Mercy One has you covered, and right now, Johnston has Dowling covered by 2-1 to one as Dowling looks to equal the game with possession, attacking the box here with a shot on goal and a big save from the Johnston keeper. So that is a shot from the corner of the 18 by Sartori Fernandez. A nice combination play to the right-hand side from Joe Reed, forcing a tip over the bar as the goalie had to leave his feet for Johnston. So, again, Sartori Fernandez having some incredible minutes off of the bench for the Maroons. And now we've got a corner kick on the left-hand side. Ben Jurgens, right footer, going to be an in-swinger. Ball's into the box. Again, under hit, only as far as the first defender, cleared out. And now you've got a lot of space in a counterattack. Nathan Lou reads the game well and intercepts. The ball bounces back, 
And now Johnston has a chance. They're into the Dowling half. They're charging down the right-hand side. Johnston in possession on the right-hand side. Their forward cuts in and ultimately trips over and is ruled to have handled the ball when he fell. Seems like he got called for tripping himself, Tanner. That would appear to be so. If that was a law of the game, he would have been booked. However, it was just a handle. Therefore, it is a free kick coming out for Dowling. Parker Stork sends it long, but only as far as the half line. An underhit ball from Stork resulted in a 50-50 in the middle of the field. A battle for possession and a foul against Dowling. So a Johnson free kick right in front of the Dowling bench. That was with, a scary counterattack. It was. And again, with just late in the half. What we've seen a couple times is Dowling really creates a primary line where they put most of their targets against the last defender for Johnston, but doesn't really create that secondary line. So as the ball bounces out of the box, it's really just Nathan Liu there to protect against the counter against whoever's coming at him. Fortunately, Nathan Liu reads the game well. However, you don't want to take those chances too many times. Yeah, there's a free kick hit deep into Dowling's box and uh, actually goes out for a goal kick. So could have been dangerous. Nonetheless, we have three minutes left to go here in the first half, and uh, we have a substitution from Johnston. We're going to thank our underwriters here again. Kemen's vision is to improve the quality of life by touching half the people of the world every day with their products and services. Kemen is at 2100 Maury Street in Des Moines, or find them online at kemen.com, K-E-M-I-N.com. Thanks for your support. Now we've got a, a goal kick was uh, cleared out by Leon. That ended up being a foul at the halfway line. So now you've got a set-piece dowling right on the 50-yard mark of this Johnston Dragons multi-purpose field. And what we've seen from dowling, the strategy on these set-pieces anywhere in the middle third of the field is to put the ball into the box and hope for a flick, hope for a bounce. Jurgens tried that just now. The ball is slightly under hit. A good defensive header from Johnston. Powell sends it back into the box, cleared back out by Dowling. Lou looks to settle. Lou, um, Lou is dispossessed. Now Johnston is looking to switch the field of play. Does so really well. So now the ball is on the right-hand side from Johnston's attack. Manet into the corner of the 18 and a one-on-one against Sullivan. Into the box, beats Sullivan, gets a cross-off. And the second defender, Stork, is there to prevent the ball from getting across the six. It is a corner kick, Johnston. But what we're seeing here is that when Manet is lined up against Sullivan in space, Johnston is getting the better of that matchup so far. There is less than two minutes to play in the first half. Dragons two, Dowling one. Corner kick for Johnston. Corner kick coming up here. It's going to be a right-footed corner kick out swinging. They've got Mana there for a short option. So uh, we've got somebody out there watching that. Here's the corner. It's high, deep. And uh, lands almost outside of the, the far side of the box. Johnson retains it. Number nine on the far side of the field, working on Fabian Leone, drops it back to his defender all the way back. And here's a cross back into the box. Cleared from Danny Griezmann, actually Patty Sullivan. Good defensive header there from Sullivan. Ball is back at Johnson's possession in there, just outside the half. The ball gets played long into the box. The ball is knocked down to the top of the 18. Two Johnson players collided and prevented a chance from happening that goal. Manet at the top of the 18 with a left-footed shot. Inches wide of the post goes Manet's left-footed shot. Yeah, Leon, uh, Leon knew if that was on target, he wasn't getting there. Wasn't going to get there. There's under a minute left, and Leon has not gotten there twice tonight. And we've conceded two. Johnson conceded first, and two goals in the subsequent five minutes for the Dragons gave them the advantage. Johnson with the one seed, dialing the two seed in this Class 3 Boys Varsity Iowa High School substate matchup here in Johnston, Iowa. There is 35 seconds and counting. Johnson has possession deep in Dowling's half. They enter the Dowling box. Manet across the 18 with a shot on goal from distance. High and wide. 
from the center midfielder for the Dragons. And now Leon will take his sweet time to clear this ball out. He's had some struggles tonight getting enough clearance on his long kicks. So he's actually requesting that Parker Stork come back into six and take this goal kick. Ten, nine, and you can hear the countdown. Dowling in no hurry to take this kick. Dowling does not, Stork does not do much better than Leon. Is that ball falls back to Manet, who has a late chance. So, unfortunately, we're seeing some unforced errors trying to clear the ball from the Maroons, ultimately resulting in some Johnson attack, but no Johnson goals off of that so far. So, at a very exciting first half, it is two to 2-1, Johnson over Dowling Catholic. You are listening to Dowling Catholic Soccer on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio's broadcast of Dowling Catholic Sports and Activities is provided by Kemen, a global ingredient manufacturer using science to transform the quality of life for 80% of the world. Kemen is on the leading edge of molecular science, manufacturing more than 500 specialty ingredients for the human and animal health and nutrition, pet food, aquaculture, nutraceutical, food technologies, crop technologies, and textile industries. Kemen strives to sustainably transform the quality of life every day for 80% of the world with their products and services. Kemen, using science to transform the world. Online at Kemen.com. Iowa Catholic Radio, KWKY Des Moines, K233BT Des Moines, KIHS Adel. Listen online anytime at iowacatholicradio.com or download the Iowa Catholic Radio app. High school at the new stadium. We've got a sub-state final matchup, Johnson hosting the, hosting the Dowling Maroons, and we are calling the game on Iowa Catholic Radio. Tanner, what a first half, 2-1 to one, Johnson in the lead, and um, we saw a lot of things to discuss in that first half. Um, but why don't we start with um, sort of the beginning parts of the half and how we got on the board early. Indeed. So both teams came out really excited to play tonight. Obviously, this is a winner-go-home matchup for both teams. If you're a senior out there, uh, this may be the end of your or your, your high-level athletic soccer career. So uh, Coach Teeling, to his credit, giving his seniors a chance to go prove themselves to be the difference makers tonight. We've seen extended minutes in the first half out of both Powell and Ramirez Reyes, so you like that. And you asked about early on where this game was open. This game was back and forth. We're playing tonight at Johnston High School, this brand-new, beautiful facility. with multi-purpose field is a full-size soccer pitch, so allowing for the game to be a little bit more free-flowing, to have a little bit more side-to-side action than what Dowling's tighter field allows for. With that, we saw just that more open play. And the first goal, you had, guess who, but Joe Reed on the right-hand side, proving to be a handful for the Johnson defense. That ball got played into the box and cleared out to about the 18-yard line. Boyle, Carson Boyle, strikes a really nice bouncing ball volley, connects with it beautifully, and at that pace, the goalie couldn't even move to defend it because it was by him before it was off of Boyle's foot. So a good 1-0 start. But then, Ben, we've seen this before from Dowling Catholic, whether it was uh, looking a little weaker after going up against Roosevelt or conceding plenty of goals after going up against Valley, it didn't take long for Johnson to come back and not only tie, but gain the lead. Talk about what happened after Dowling's goal. Just a few minutes after the goal, and uh, we were still talking about the goal and how Dowling was going to respond, and 
it was Johnson working the ball up the field nicely, connecting some passes. They ultimately played a ball in on the ground to a posting up Amar Duponovich, who was really about eight yards from goal. Dropped shoulder, turned to his left foot, and just struck it low and hard home. Um, he's going to make that all day. So, you know, 1-1 right away. And really, um, you know, if you, if you think about the first half, it really seemed like I would say the first 10, 15 minutes were fairly even. Both teams kind of back and forth. And then Johnson got that, that goal, and they really controlled the game um, for the next, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Dowling then um, got back in control of the game a little bit for another 10-minute period. But that last five to six minutes, Johnson was all over Dowling. So it's been very back and forth in terms of game flow. And uh, hopefully we'll have a little bit more of a sustained period of control of the game and, and opportunities in the second half. Um, now, now I'll talk about Johnson's second goal as well, and that was the play of Wilmot Mana, their leading goal scorer. He was able to get in space in a one-on-one situation down the left-hand side of the field. He's got a lot of speed. He's right-footed, drops the shoulder, cuts back to his right, the corner of the box, and just finds that nice curling shot to the back post. Um, and so that's all day for Mana. They go up 2-1. to one. And uh, from there, how do we respond, Tanner? Well, as you said, uh, the game did tend to shift back to Dowling's favor after the second goal. You know, credit to Coach Teeling, who goes to his bench and brings on freshman Enrico Sartori Fernandez to play the last 20 minutes of that half. Sartori Fernandez is a bit undersized as a freshman playing at the high school varsity level. However, he's not underskilled, and he brings a bit of a different dynamic up top uh, the three forwards who are typically in rotation up there, you've got Boyle, you've got Reed, you've got Harmon, are upperclassmen, they're bigger bodies, they're more athletic, they're more physical. What Tori Fernandez brings you is a little bit more technical skill. And so we saw from him uh, some combination play with Abarca. We saw some good hustle back on defense to win possession for his team. And we saw him test the keeper for Johnston from distance and force a diving, tipping save to win a corner kick ultimately. So he was one of the difference makers for Dowling, but... We have to give Johnston's coach some credit, actually, for assisting in Dowling's transition. After Johnston took that 2-1 lead, he took off Abanovich, or excuse me, Dupanovich, and then that allowed the threat to diminish a little bit yep. and allowed Dowling to be a little more calm on the ball and settle into the game a little bit after being under serious pressure with a two-goal flurry in five minutes. So you saw Duponovich take a 10-minute break, and then, excuse me, Mane came off first, yep. and then Duponovich came off second. Mm-hmm. But the lack of their ability to combine, obviously when one's on the bench, provides a much different look for the Johnston attack. And then late in the game, Mane, after a rest, came back in those last six or seven minutes, and he was the difference maker. As I said during that first half, when he's in space in a one-on-one, I'm not sure there's any Dowling defender, maybe Parker Stork, who can keep with him on a one-on-one in space. He, to me, is the most dangerous player so far through 40 minutes, and that's one goal for his reward. We will uh, tell you more about what's coming in the second half after a quick word from our underwriters. You are listening to Dallin Catholic Soccer on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you to Mercy One for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. From the cardiovascular experts of the Iowa Heart Center to the pediatric services of Mercy Children's Hospital and Clinics, Mercy provides complete care for Central Iowa's adults and children with more than 50 primary care and specialty clinics in the Des Moines area. Find a convenient Mercy One location near you. Online at mercydesmoines.org. What is the best gift ever? 
Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Welcome back, listeners. We are two minutes from the kickoff of the second half of the Substate Final versus the Dowling Maroons being hosted by the Johnson Dragons. The one and two seed in Substate 3 winner gets a state berth, one of eight teams that will be in the state tournament. And that game, first game, is going to be Tuesday night next week. We're hoping to make it there. Um, again, two minutes to the, to the half. What are we looking for in the second half from these Dowling Maroons to get back into this game? Everything. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely everything is what we're looking for. This is 40 minutes or the season's over. You're, you're throwing everything you have at Johnston to get a chance to force an overtime or perhaps take an advantage during regulation. So what are you going to see? You're going to see Joe Reed, Carson Boyle, Sartori Fernandez, the likes of Luke Powell, the likes of – J.D. Harmon, these players, these attacking players, especially those seniors that I mentioned there, are going to leave it all on the field for the next 40 minutes. I expect to see flying around. I expect to see collisions. I expect to see long shots, tackles, everything you can possibly do because what else is there after tonight if you go home with a loss? Yeah, you're right. They've got to leave it all out there, to use that old sports cliche, but it's true. And, uh, you're absolutely right, Tanner. What I want to see specifically is more crosses from Dowling. It seems like against Johnson, if you think about the chances we created in that last game at Dowling where we hit the post three or four times, had a ball cleared off the line, a lot of that came from balls being hit across the face of goal or from a you know a little bit farther back, diagonal angle. Even our first goal came off of a cross that was cleared. We haven't had a lot of joy getting through uh, Johnson's defense between the lines, straight up through the middle of the field. So I'm hoping they knock the ball wide a little bit, get some crosses in Tanner. We'll see what we can get on that. And, um, again, though, everything to play for in the second half. Carson Boyle is set to check back in after sitting the uh, last nine minutes of the first half with the yellow card. So we'll, we want him to be flying into challenges, but with a little bit of caution. Yeah, that's one thing to watch. Yep. So, you know, we saw Joe Reed uh, in a losing position against Waukee and some frustration set in, get his second yellow tonight. Carson Boyle on a yellow, has to control himself. We know Carson Boyle likes to throw that big body around and cause havoc for the defense. Uh, What we're seeing to start the second half is a substitution in midfield. So as we said, Quinn Stewart Sr., who started the game tonight, came off, he re-aggravated that leg injury, and what we saw was uh, forwards come into the game. So you saw J.D. Harmon, you saw Satori Fernandez get minutes, and you saw both forwards, Carson Boyle and Joe Reed, come back into the midfield to accommodate that. Right now, we're seeing Ian Gridell start the second half. Gridell, a freshman who had really good minutes on Monday night against Roosevelt. For me, Gridell showed the best 20 minutes of the game in the end of the first, the best 20 minutes of his season in the end of that first half against Roosevelt. And so, didn't appear in the first half, but is now starting and is now on the ball as he dispossesses no less than Wilmot Monet in his first opening touch and is now defending Johnston as they establish possession. Johnson had the first half kick and did the old famous 
four guys on one side, play it long into the corner, and pin your opponent in deep. So Johnson still pinning Dowling in deep. Johnson keeping possession nicely in the attacking third. However, Nathan Luce wants to change that. Luce tussles and is called for a foul, number eight on number eight, Crime. So Johnson has a free kick 30 yards away from the byline, right in front of their bench. A left-footed kick. It's going to be an outswinger across the front of the box for Johnson. And it's headed away by great header by Parker Stork. It's a really dangerous cross. Johnson regains the ball, hits a deep shot on target from about 45 yards out, and it's collected by Diego Leone. Now we've got a chance to get on the ball here a minute and a half into the second half. Johnson with a nice start. Leone with a big punt. There's a connected kick for him. And it's going to be over the defender. Now we've got a chance to run onto this. Absolutely changing this, the, the field of play is yeah. Leone with his best kick of the season. Now we've got Carson Boyle in the corner, and the attacking corner finds Joe Reed. They're on the left-hand side right now. The shadows at Johnston High School are coming across the center of the field. You've got one side in the shade. You've got one side in the sun. Joe Reed enjoying the sun out there, getting a left-footed cross into the box, and was yeah. fouled on his cross attempt by Johnston's captain defender. So you've now got a free kick, 15 yards from the byline, three yards from the sideline on the right side of Johnston's goal. So it looks like specialist Jurgens, the righty, will be on the left side of the goal to take this free kick. This will be a bit of an in-swinger. The two-man wall for Johnston. This is set up to be a cross. And again, Ben, what I'm seeing here is that primary line for Dowling, six guys across the six-yard line. And nope, here comes Henry Abarca to play that second ball out. Well, like well read that. by Abarca. So he finds that space. And a ball in the go. box for Griesberg, who gets his head on it. And that is ruled out for a corner kick. So got a bit of a collision there by Griesmer and the Johnston Dragon. For his efforts and his headache, he wins a corner for his boys. And now it's another chance for a cross from Jurgens. Same left side of the goal, so a right-footed in-swinger for Dowling. Ball goes in. This is better. And the sixth, and a good punch away from Johnston's goalie. That was three yards from goal. And that was punched ultimately out of the sideline. So a good big punch from Johnson's goalie. But the pressure is not relieved as Boyle runs across to take a big throw in. Captain Carson Boyle on a yellow looks to find a target in the middle of the pitch. Joe Reed with a flick on. The ball falls to Gridell. To Gridell, who forces a big kick save from the goalie. So Dowling showing their fight early in this game off set pieces. Three times getting the ball inside the six, not finding the goal in the first six minutes. However, they are making chances. So now the ball is at midfield. Nathan Lou with a really pretty turn to Abarca. A 1-2 back to Lou. Lou back to Abarca. Not enough on the pass. It's intercepted. Now Lou out of position allows Johnson a chance to take up space quickly. Johnson runs at the defenders for Dowling. Manet inside the box. And Parker Stork is there to stand him up. Stork does nicely to turn Manet around. Whips across and It's 2-1 in the back post for Johnson. That ball falls to Johnson's defender. Actually doesn't fall quite softly enough that it's rolled out, but a flick chance to an open Johnson dragging on the back post after Manet's cross. Yeah, that looks like danger averted. Danger averted from our angle. It looked like that ball was going to fall to a wide open um, runner on the back post unmarked, but it actually was with a little more pace than we thought goes out of bounds. But just before that, Ian Gardell off of that long throw in from Carson Boyle is able to come up with a shot, a, a tight angle shot that the goalie, yeah, he's about four yards yeah. from the near post at an angle, and the goalie came off his line nicely with a big kick save. But Gridell, who didn't play in the first half after shining against Roosevelt, has come out in the second half with a message saying, Coach, I want this one too, even though I'm a little freshman. I can do this. 
And so we'll see now how he does defensively as Johnston has the ball in the box. Manet has a shot on goal. It's 3-1 to one, Johnston. It's 3-1 to one, Johnston. You had a throw in. You had a 1-2 on the left-hand sideline. The Johnston left midfielder got in behind the two defenders for Dowling, crossed it into the box for who else but Wilmot Manet. Manet takes a touch and blasts it with his left foot across the near post. Nigelione, unfortunately, not able to get a hand on it. And Manet now adds to his tally for his second goal tonight. It is three to 3-1, Johnston. We are under five minutes into the second half of a sub-state final. If this score holds, Dowling's season is over, and Johnston is on to state. Yeah, great goal from Mana again. Uh, it was a nice cross, threaded through two of our defenders on the ground to his feet, takes one touch and buries it near post. And, you know, he's usually going to finish those uh, with his goal tally this season. But look, we're down two goals. We said it before, two-goal lead is one of the most dangerous leads in soccer. So hopefully Johnson lets their guard down a little bit. We need to keep attacking because we have plenty of time left to get one back. We just need to get one back and go from there. So we'll take it a goal at a time. I like what I've seen out of Dowling to start besides giving up that goal. Obviously, getting more crosses in. We've Again, a lot of danger on the crosses, Tanner. So let's keep getting it wide. Let's not give up here um, with a two-goal deficit. And I don't think we will as we just want a free kick. So we'll have another opportunity to get the ball in the box. Indeed. And Johnson's goalie is not the tallest goalie in the CIML. Now, Dowling's goalie, Diego Leone, has plenty of height on him. He's over six feet. Johnson's goalie, not over six feet. So they're certainly trying to threaten the box, see what he can do. Now, he has played well. He tipped one over the crossbar in the first half. He came out with a big punch there on the corner kick in the second half. That ball played in by Jurgens. It's headed out by Dowling. Excuse me, headed out by Johnson. Lou back to Jurgens. Jurgens with a high floating cross into the box. Joe Reed loses the header. The ball comes out to Nathan Lou. Lou looks to shoot from 35 yards. The ball bounces into the keeper. Gets it on target. Gets it on target on the bounce with a 3-1 to lead for Johnson. 33 minutes left in the second half. Substate final. Number one seed Johnson. Number two seed Dowling. A big punt out from the Johnson goalie. Griezmann intercepts it. Sullivan plays it forward. Looks for Boyle. Boyle flicks it on. Looks for Reed. Doesn't get there. Cleared out by Johnson. Throw in Dowling. Left-hand side. And we'd like to thank the Catholic Tuition Organization for sponsoring tonight's broadcast. The Catholic Tuition Organization offers a great tax benefit for their donors and tuition assistance for qualified families who want to send their kids to Catholic schools. For more information, check them out online at ctoiowa.org. So here's the action resuming with Johnston and Wilmot Mana getting on the ball here. Lou almost wins the ball back. Mane able to keep it. Pings it out to the left mid. Back to Mane. So now they've got a little bit of space to work with here. He's, he's back towards his own half in front of the Johnston bench. He's running with space and speed at the Dowling defense. No one is picking him up. Luke steps in, but the ball rolls to a Johnson attacker, cleared out for a throw-in. So we've got a throw-in Johnson right on the halfway line. We've got a substitution coming up. Dowling can't sub in a Johnson throw, but promising news, senior Quinn Stewart is looking to re-enter the game. Stewart came off at the seven-minute mark of the first half with a re-injury of his leg, and he's looking to come back on for somebody. We'll see who in a second. But right now, DuPontovich is charging to the box. The ball rolls to the right side for Johnston. Johnston in possession in the attacking third. A long shot from number six for Johnston. A double bouncer into Leon's hands. Comfortably saves. Leon will get his team up and out and they will take a breath after a bit of pressure there from Johnston. Yeah, you don't. You never like to see Duponovich with an opportunity to get a strike on target. He didn't quite get the shot off and we have a chance here to get back into Johnston's half. They just clear the danger. But, you know, one of the things we've mentioned too, if you think about as there's kind of an interesting play there from Leon to head it out. But Johnson, in their last sub-state semifinal, was up 2-0 over Urbandale. 20 minutes left to go. 
So hopefully for Dowling, lightning strikes twice and we can climb back into this with a two-goal lead. Um, as we win the ball back, Nathan Liu's got options. Nathan Liu wins it and plays it into Carson Boyle's feet. Can Boyle find – he does. He finds Jurgens out wide. Can Jurgens get the ball forward to Reed? It's well intercepted by the right midfielder for Johnston. There was a bit of a counterattacking opportunity there for Dowling. Not enough touch on the passes. But Boyle back in possession inside the center circle. Finds Abarca. Abarca through to Boyle. Can he get there? Almost a 2v1 opportunity from Abarca's through ball. But Abarca wins it back. Now Jurgens with a long ball forward to Joe Reed. Joe Reed is just behind the last defender. He's offside. That shot would not have counted anyways. So what we're seeing here is certainly some fight, certainly some life to expect that from these Dowling boys. They fought entire season long. They're not going to give up now with 30 to play in their season. Down 3-1 to one against Johnston. You're seeing Abarca, Jurgens, Lou look to get the ball forward. You have the combination of Reed and Boyle up top. We know that they can create offense in a hurry, but in no hurry right now is the Johnson defender as he's taking about 35 seconds to yes. replay this ball after the offside call from Joe Reed. Taking as much time off the clock as he can. 30 minutes left to go. Johnson flicks the ball on. Here the top of the box with a shot. Appeals for a handball. Incidental. Incidental indeed, but enough of a... Enough of a shout there. Enough of a shout there. To, to, it was, didn't know if that was going to be a PK or just outside the 18, but Dupontovich's shot was blocked by Sullivan's hand inadvertently. Johnson with a long shot on goal. Hits the crossbar from 35 yards and goes over. Leon was a little bit off of his line there as there was a quick counter, and that midfielder got his head up and looked to get it over the goalie's head. Unfortunately for him, he's not on the highlight reel. He won't be making kick it forward the goals of the week. However, we've got a substitution on the goal kick, so freshman Ian Gradell is off, and senior Quinn Stewart re-enters the game after a 30-minute break, or sorry, a 40-minute break for his injury, and so we'll see if he's fit to go for the rest of the 30 minutes in the second half of the sub-state final. Good to see him check back in, and uh, this game at this point is pretty wide open. You're seeing shots and opportunities from both teams um, as Dowling has to push forward to try to get back into this game, down 3-1. to one. So I don't think that's the, uh, the final scoreline tonight. Um, there's going to be more goals, and we'll see which side gets those with this open game we're seeing now. A lot of excitement. Um, just need Dowling here to get back on the board. Quinn Stewart challenges for a ball. There's a good header from Carson Boyle. with a Boyle. big header forward to Joe Reed. Joe Reed on the right-hand side. He's uh, past the 18. He's towards the corner flag now. He's got two defenders on him, as he always does. And a nice tackle from the second defender. Sends that ball out for a throw-in. Reed, Reed appeals for a kick. Uh, the Johnson Dragons fans cheer on the tough tackle. No easy buckets, as we said tonight, Ben. A lot on the line. Now Boyle over with a throw-in. And again, Dowling's best chance of this half came off a Boyle throw-in from the exact same spot. He's yep. 12 yards from the byline. On the right-hand side of the goal, a big throw-in from Boyle over Reed's head. Out to that was on Jurgens. Target. That was on target, but blocked by a Johnson defender. The Johnson defender does well to get to the corner and pick his head up and find his target. Lou intercepts and knocks it to Fabio Leone, who plays it back into the mixer for Boyle. Can't get there. Johnson looks to maintain possession. They dribble back into space and look to switch the field into a risky ball into the middle. Lou intercepts a poor header from Johnston. Lou then is dispossessed, but wins it back somehow and hits a speculative ball into the box that is safely caught by the Johnston goalie. Yeah, he got his, he got his eyes up quick, and he, he picked out a runner. He just misplayed the ball a little bit, but I, I like the idea from Lou there. And he's been really nice, really good tackling the ball tonight. So we'll see him connect some more passes. And whether a formal adjustment or just a bit of a rotation, we're seeing Henry Barker get more forward, yep. almost playing as a, 
a third striker or a false nine with the combination of the two athletic upperclassmen for Dowling. So a Barca recognizing the two-goal deficit, clearly not going to be much defensive assistance tonight as the priority for Dowling now is scoring goals and getting back into this ball game. So as you said, Ben, there will be more goals. These teams are going to press. Dowling will leave everything out there. Right now we've got a mass sub for Johnston. So it's the second time we've seen a four-man substitution for the Dragons as two-time goal scorer Manet comes to the bench, a sigh of relief for Sullivan and the gang at the Dowling back line, but not too quickly because we've got a goal kick, or sorry, a corner kick to defend first. So we have a Johnston corner, right side of the goal, right-footed kick. It'll be an outswinger. Dowling's lined up across the six. Ball's played in to the PK spot. Headed out by Griezmann. Griezmann's been excellent in the air yeah, tonight. He's been he's been everywhere on those crosses. And that ball is bouncing through the middle of the park. Luke clears it. Jurgens tries to get on the end of it. The ball's back towards the half line now. Johnson has possession comfortably. Jurgens in defense. Plenty of space, plenty of time. The Johnson captain in the middle of the park splits the Dowling defense. Inside and outside play for Johnson. Good combination there through the midfield. They've got the ball on the right-hand side for a cross. That cross comes in. It's straight at Leon with a safe, easy, comfortable catch for Leon, who plays a quick throw out to Quinn Stewart, the senior, on the right-hand side of this park, who finds Abarca's feet. Abarca is pushed wow. off the ball by the Johnson defender, and a rightfully foul call is uh, rightfully I, a foul is called. I said that hoping for the call, Tanner, and we got it. We got it. And now there's some words here, and we are getting Abarca – is about to be disciplined by the referee, will be a verbal warning or a yellow card. The referee is clearly frustrated with Henry Abarca, who must have had words for the referee after, after that last, after that last foul. Yeah. And it looks like actually the center official is calling both the Dowling and Johnston players over for a, a bit of a verbal lashing. While he does that, we'll give some verbal praise to Ashworth Vision Clinic, who is committed to providing a complete eye exam to make sure that your family is seeing and feeling their best. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located, guess what, at 60th and Ashworth in West Des Moines or at ashworthvision.com. So we resume play. 26 to go in the second half. Johnson 3, Dowling 1, boys varsity soccer, sub-state final. Winner goes to state. Loser has an end-of-season banquet. No one's ready for that yet. We've got now Diego Leon with the ball in his hands. He rolls it out to Parker Stork. Parker Stork looks to rebuild the attack from the back, plays it, very long. Looks to find a Barca on a through ball. Doesn't. Headed down to Quinn Stewart, who loses the 50-50. Stewart in defense. Does so well on the sideline. That ball rolls out of play. Good shield of, the, of good use of the body by Quinn Stewart. A throw in for Fabi and Leon on the right-hand side, right in front of the Johnson bench, right around the halfway line. Looking for Joe Reed. The ball flicks over. The ball bounces between Reed and Boyle. Miscommunication. But kicked out of play out of desperation from Johnson. Yes. So now we have a throw in for Dowling. Are we going to take the deep throw? It looks like we're... We're going to go for a shorter throw with Stewart. Boyle checks due. Abarca checks due. Abarca checks away. So he's going to take Stewart a into throw. the box. Big throw for Reed. Reed off of his chest. Reed's inside the 18. Knocks it back down for Stewart. Stewart denies the cross. Plays Reed instead. And is dispossessed. That was read a little too easily by Johnston. Stewart had enough space to get a nice cross into the box, but didn't take it. Now Johnston has enough space to do a counterattack. And that ball is played into the middle. Stork struggles for possession. Dupanovic... Does well to win it. Plays it out wide to the right-hand side. A long shot cross from Johnston. Ultimately misses the near post. So a goal kick for Dowling with 25 minutes to play. Yes, again, game wide open as we see Dowling continue to push up. Dowling playing pretty direct. Here's a goal kick for Dowling. 
and it's been Diego Leone struggling to get the ball out off the goal kick. There's a better kick. His best kick of the game right there. That ball doesn't land until Johnson's defensive half. And again, this is a full-size 120-yard football field turned soccer field tonight. Plenty of width in this field as well. Much wider than typical Dowling home field. So that width has benefited Johnson more so than Dowling tonight as Johnson maintains possession in the middle of the park. Nathan Lewin defense can only do so much. That ball is now up to the Johnson forward line. Dupanovich looks to go on the end of a through ball. Leon off of his line well. Yeah, uh, another dangerous moment there. Leon collects it. Now he hits a big punt up the field again, nice and deep into Johnson's half. We'll see if we can get a flick on. We do. Joe Reed almost gets onto the end of it, but Johnson regains the possession, builds it back out of the midfield. Now they've a little combo play in the midfield as number 10 dribbles around two players, drives into the center of the A defense. great run and a slippery through ball for Johnston. Yeah. That's number 18, Amir Orich, the sophomore starting midfielder, beats two guys in the middle of Dowling's midfield. And so we're seeing this space is wearing out the Dowling midfield. There is more space for the Johnston Dragons to get through the ball quickly. And what you're seeing is Nathan Liu working hard but needs a little more support. Otherwise, he's getting 2v1 frequently through the middle. Yeah. We've now got a substitution, so Coach Teeling recognizes some of that fatigue. Ian Gradell is on for Nathan Liu at the holding midfielder position. And we've got Ben Jurgens coming off. So Tori Fernandez, the freshman, coming on at forward, dropping Carson Boyle back to the left side of the center midfield. So two subs for Dowling. Hopefully these fresh legs can get us back into the game. We have a two-goal deficit with 20 minutes to play in the second half of the sub-state final. That ball rolls into our goalie's hands comfortably. So now we've seen this four times in a row. Ball goes back to Leon's hands. We kick it long, don't win a header, and we're right back on our heels again. Can this be a change? Header goes up, Johnson wins it, and we're on our heels again. Johnson has the ball in the middle of the park, out left. Left midfielder cuts in, finds Dupanovich's feet. He's on the corner of the 18, looking to beat a man. He loses possession, but has a nice recovery slide, so forces a throw-in now. So a throw-in for Fabian Leone, the right-hand side. Yeah, Jer- it looks like Quinn Stewart. Quinn Stewart, unfortunately, got, he, is down again. Yeah, he took a knock on that, that header, um, that last punt. And he comes off with a limp. So we've yeah. got Ben Jurgens. it looks like, going right back on for Quinn Stewart. Yeah, um, so hopefully Quinn Stewart picks up a different injury. Maybe that was a head injury. But uh, anyways, dangerous moment there for the Dowling team as we lose one of our starters. Who was that that checked in, Tanner? Was that Jurgens coming in for Indeed. Stewart? Jurgens with a, a bit of a 17-second rest as he's forced back into action by the injury. Yeah, so now we just got a free kick, and it looks like we're waving everybody forward because it's right at the halfway line. We're really taking every opportunity we can get, Tanner, to just dump something into the box, which we really need to at this point. With just over 20 minutes left to play, you got to get a goal. It's three to one, and if we lose tonight, season is over. And so everybody needs to push forward, and it's resulting in a lot of chances for Johnson. Here's the free kick for Dowling. It's cleared out by Johnston. Bobby and Lone's pressured right away, but we keep the ball. Jurgens dribbles through two players, gets it over to Sartori Fernandez. Can we win the ball back? There's uh, Joe Reed trying to get on the end of it, and ultimately Johnson is able to come away and. And looks like they're going to, oh, Reed called for a foul. We'll take that, Tanner. Now we'll have a decent free kick opportunity deeper in Johnson's half. Indeed, this one is about 20 yards close to the goal. And being close to the sideline, a more dangerous angle for a set piece. A lot of these free kicks in the middle of the park have been more straight on. And so this is on the 25-yard line of the football field, so the 35 yards of the soccer field from goal. On the left-hand side of the pitch, about the 18 extended. The Dowling attackers are just inside the 18-yard line itself. And we've got a 
uh, right foot or inside kick a two-man wall for Johnson. Ball gets played up into the box. A dangerous location and just over the head of Fabian Leone. So a good look from Jurgens on the free kick. Yeah, was, you might have heard me call for Leone to get up there because he, you know, he could have just got any touch on that. That the goalie was had come off his line, so it just popped right over and into the goal. Um, we need more of those opportunities to get back into this game as we have 20 minutes left. Playing the ball in the back, we won the ball back. Let's ping a few passes here, but ultimately Leone. Duff's a clearance that, but it does come out to Carson Boyle. Boyle plays it long up to Joe Reed. Joe Reed one-on-one now. Maybe a chance here. Oh, the goalie just gets it into his hand before Reed almost touches it by him for a one-on-open goal. Indeed, the Johnson defender there heads it back to his goalie. Reed knows what he's doing and anticipates that. And with his speed, again, he runs the 200 and the 400 for the Dowling track team. Almost got there before the goalie did, but uh, unfortunately didn't. So it remains 3-1 to one. Johnson with 20 minutes exactly to play in the second half. Here's the freshman Ian Gradell with a nice turn. Finds Carson Boyle's feet. Boyle calmly plays it back to Patty Sullivan. Sullivan finds Boyle's feet again, but it rolls under Boyle's foot and uh, mishandled back to Johnston here. With Amar Duponovich now posting up our center or our center back. Stork, Duponovich plays it out. Number one for Johnston. Looks to put some moves on one of our defenders, tries to play it in on the ground, but it's cut out nicely from Fabian. That's Parker Stork. Yeah, really well read there by Parker Stork, intercepting that pass. And so now we've got Dowling in possession at the halfway line and a foul against Joe Reed, so it'll be a Dowling free kick just inside their own half. We'll see if they play short. They do play short this time. Johnson dropped off expecting the long ball. Joe Reed now has space on the right-hand side. Joe Reed's one-on-one on the right-hand side. Numbers back for Johnson. Nowhere to go for Joe Reed. He just goes to the byline and whips across in and ultimately wins a corner kick. Yeah. So, again, individual effort by Joe Reed. Charged on the right-hand side. A corner kick opportunity now for Dowling. Yeah, he didn't have a lot of options. You're right, Tanner. It was about four or five defenders back for Johnson, and it was just Abarca and, I believe, Boyle who were up in attack. So, Reed was waiting for some players to get into the box. Did a nice job getting that cross in. Here's going to be a delivery from Ben Jurgens. Here's the corner. Played right in the middle of the box. First ball won by Johnston, back to Abarca. Abarca then dispossessed right away. And now Dowling cleans it up after the clearance, but Stork misclears miss right to Duponovich. It looks like we're going to retain possession again here as Diego Leone plays a nice little pass into Fabian Leone, his brother. Back out to Danny Griesmer with lots of space on the left-hand side. This game wide open. Plays it all the way up the line. Cut out by Johnston. Right back to – who's that out there? Is that Sartori Fernandez? Fernandez. Yep, Satori Fernandez then dispossessed. I like what I'm seeing from Dowling, though. A little bit of sustained pressure. See if we can get a switch here. Here's Gradell. Plays right back to Griesemer. Linking some passes up. Finds Reed's feet. Reed turns to his right. He's got two players on him. Still retains the ball. And, and Reed Johnson doesn't need to turn it. there. Reed he doesn't. Reed has a guy right on him, the big center defender against him, the captain for Johnson. He's got his back to goalie, tries to turn. He had a layoff option in Carson Boyle. So, again, Joe Reed... More comfortable playing on the outside of the pitch. We've seen him through his Dowling career. However, they're playing a little more internally at striker. Tries to turn in the middle of the field. And now we've got Johnston on a bit of a long ball desperation counterattack, pressuring Parker Stork. Plenty of work to do for Stork as Duponovich is in pressure and forces a throw-in. So it's a miscommunication there between Stork and Diego Leonis, who is going to come out and get that ball. Ultimately, Stork uh, intercepted it nicely and prevented a chance. And so now off this throw-in for Johnson, we have a mass substitution. Luckily, we don't have to read all these names off because I believe there are six players entering the game at the same time for Johnson. You don't see that tactic frequently in soccer, but it's 
proven to be somewhat effective tonight for Johnston as they now go for uh, more of the starters back in the lineup. We can kind of track some of these uh, jersey numbers. Certainly we are able to pull out Wilmot Monet, the two-time goal scorer in this 3-1 Johnston lead. Johnston plays the ball over the byline for a goal kick for Diego Leon. Yeah, Mane, the notable one. I think you got Will Sheely back out on the right-hand side. Number two, he's been, been making some nice runs for Johnston on the right side. So a lot of dangerous players back in the game. We just won a goal kick, and uh, Diego Leon, again, a little bit under hit. Uh, we're ultimately able to come up with that in possession. So here's Carson Boyle on the ball at the 50-yard line. Makes a move, cuts up the field. He's in space. He's got some options. Joe Reed's a nice run and vacate the space, and now he gets the ball back on the left-hand side. Joe Reed's inside the box with the options now in the middle. Plenty of options for Dowling. Joe Reed elects to shoot, and it is blocked. That time he had four players in the box at the far, far post. Reed elects for the shot when if he could have gotten across there, he would have had a good look on goal. The players for Dowling remain pressing forward. You've got a Barca. Jurgens and Satori Fernandez are all basically standing up diagonally across the 18-yard line with their hands in the air, asking for an opportunity to get on the end of it. We have a substitution for Dowling as senior Luke Powell replaces freshman Ian Gridell in midfield. So Jackson Teeling going with the senior experience, Luke Powell getting plenty of minutes tonight, and his reentry into the game will show for a throw-in. Boyle, who's got the big throw, does attempt to go forward and go long. Fernandez unable to get there. That ball bounces back to Parker Stork, who's now playing more of a forward role. He's now playing more forward, excuse me. So it looks like Parker Stork is now playing a midfield position. Yeah, he's playing that center defensive, that the base of that diamond in midfield now. Indeed, and, and Luke Powell has played left back. Danny Griesmer has entered the center of the defense in Parker Stork's normal role. So Coach Teeling is getting his seniors, getting some of his talent, Closer to the opposition goal as he's moving Parker Stork forward. We've got Luke Powell on. Joe Reed and Troy Fernandez are your two strikers now for Dowling. There are 15 minutes left. It's 3-1 Johnson in the sub-state final. Yeah, there's a big goal kick from Johnson. Now they're working their way up the field here on the right-hand side. Mane's pressuring Patty Sullivan, trying to win the ball back. Sullivan keeps it, uh, but Johnson's actually able to cut that pass out. So now they've got an opportunity here on the right side of our box, and, we're, and they're fouled by Sullivan, and it's going to be a free kick deep. Yeah, and that'll be more than a free kick, Ben. That'll be a yellow card. Sullivan was beat and stuck his leg out in desperation to prevent the, the ball from going around him into the box. This is a dangerous free kick on the side of the 18 area. Now, Patty Sullivan will have to come off the game, and what's tough for Coach Teeling is he had just made an edit to his lineup to push Parker Stork forward, and now they lose Patty Sullivan, the other center back, I'm going to guess, as Nathan Lugre enters the game, yeah. that that has to force Parker Stork back to center back position because Coach Teeling doesn't have center back options off the bench, so he trusts the same way he trusts Parker Stork. So now his experiment to bring Stork forward is shorted by the yellow card. The ball is in the box off the free kick. It is ultimately blocked by Stork and cleared by Powell to the sideline official as we've got a Johnston throw in. So, Ben, there are 14 minutes left. There's a two goal deficit. What does Dowling need to do in order to have this deficit and get this a 1-0 goal game? We just need individual players now to step up and win their matchups. We need somebody to step up and be the hero. They need to take that mentality and say, I'm going to score a goal. Right? That's what we need out of these players. I'm seeing some of that from some of these guys out here. But somebody needs to get on the end of a cross, have some composure. Right now I've seen just the last three or four so exchanges of play. Dowling, instead of finding a feat to keep possession, we're just clearing the ball off the field. We can't be doing that right now because we need to be on the ball to score a goal. 
Indeed. It's a tough balance to strike at this stage of the game because you know you have to get the ball forward, but you can't abandon some combination play. And we know Dowling likes to play naturally quick and direct. And as they do here through Lou, as he finds to for, excuse me, a bark unable to collect the ball. And so you, there's plenty of time left to knock a few passes to build possession forward. However, Dowling is going fairly direct. They're getting frustrated out there, and now they're on their heels as Manet has the ball, and he's dispossessed by Lou, who entered the game for the yellow-carded Sullivan. So now Jurgens looks to beat a player in his own half and doesn't, but the ball rolls calmly to Fabian Leon, the right back for Dowling, who goes ahead and plays it long. Yeah, there's space out there. There's plenty of space out there and a tough slide tackle from Ben Jurgens. And that is from behind the defender that may have been a yellow on a different night. You got enough of the ball, I think, to warrant only a free kick and a verbal warning from the center referee. The Johnson free kick was 12 to play. And they are, again, taking their sweet time. They have a two-goal advantage. And if this score holds, Johnson Dragons will qualify for the state tournament and Dowling Catholic Maroons will end their season. Yeah, here's a free kick from Johnston. And uh, just a reminder to our listeners, you, you, know, you can always catch some of our local shows um, on Iowa Catholic Radio. Take a quick break here. We've got a, a free kick into the box, cleared away by Dowling, but Johnston might get on the end of this for a shot. Actually cleared out by Dowling here, so let's see if we can break. A little bit of a miscommunication from Jurgens and Sartori Fernandez. Johnston right back in our half, but a great stick from Fabian Leone. Um, and now let's see if, if Diego can grab oh, the ball. Oh, that ball fell to Le- the seven-yard line. Leone in no man's land. He was That ball was spinning and bending in the air, and he thought he could get on the end of it, and it actually held it with Johnston, attacker, who got a foot on it, but it went high and wide. So Fabian Leone, after that big tackle, you called it a stick, and that's deservingly so, and he is slow to get up. And so now you've got his brother coming out to check on him, but Fabian remains injured. The clock is stopped here, so we will thank our underwriters, the dental associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams at 3700 Westtown Parkway in West Des Moines or online at DesMoines-DentalAssociates.com. Yeah, and then just a couple other shows that I was going to mention earlier. Uh, Teresa Tomeo, weekdays at 8 a.m., Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo, weekdays at 11 a.m., very popular shows. Then you've got Dr. Ray every weekday at noon, and uh, you can always catch content on Iowa Catholic Radio app. You can ask Siri to download it for you. You can go to iocatholicradio.com and see the upcoming events. As we resume the action with Dowling playing a ball into Johnson's half, folks, we have 11 and a half minutes left, and Dowling right now losing 3-1 to one to Johnson. This is a final. This is the sub-state final. Winner goes to state. Dowling's history, as far as the state tournament concerned, seven appearances, five in a row from 05 to 09, and then um, – 2011-2013. We haven't been to state since 2013, Tanner. So big opportunity tonight, but there's not a lot of time left. Not a lot of time left, and we're seeing another formation edit from Coach Teeling. He's directing his players more forward. There are now only three defenders back for the Maroons. Parker Stork is playing more attacking. J.D. Harmon re-entered the game in the last substitution. So J.D. Harmon is going to play on the last man for Johnston. He's 6'4". He's going to be the target for everything forward, and Dowling will play very direct. There are three people in defense. You've got Leon, Griezmer, and Powell in the back. You've got Boyle and Stork playing a bit of a holding midfielder position. Barca, Satori Fernandez, Reed, Harmon, just tasked with scoring goals at this point. No clear structure to their movements. 
but plenty to accomplish if they're to get back in this game. It starts with one goal. There's ten and a half left to play. Boyle finds Abarca's feet. Abarca slows it down, looks to get it out wide, and does squeeze that through to Jurgens, who forces a throw-in. So it's Dowling throw-in right in front of their bench in the attacking half. Numbers are forward. This may be a 3-1-2-3, if my math is right there. Yeah. I'm not sure if that counted to 10 or not, but we've got plenty of players in the box. Abarca swings it in there, headed down to Stork. Stork wins the ball nicely. Two guys dispossess him. Now Johnson has a chance to counter. It is two on three, and a long ball into Manet. Luckily, uh, Leon's not off his too line. threatening there. Yeah, Leon's going to collect it. And, yeah, we really are – we switched the formation, Tanner. I think he called it right there. Full attack mode. If you play FIFA, whatever the direction pad buttons you hit down there, you go full attack Ultra mode. Ultra attacking tonight. <laughs> Ultra attacking at this point. Throwing caution to the wind as we just ticked under ten minutes. Nine and a half minutes to go. Playing direct, direct soccer now, just kicking it up the field. So what we need is we need the ball to bounce our way at this point for us to get some shots on target as we approach nine minutes. Right. The strategy here appears to be long and direct, force a 50-50 header. You don't know where that ball is going to land. You don't know what will happen after the challenge for the 50-50. Yep. And then if that ball squirts to the right guy, you've got Joe Reed, you've got Carson Boyle, you've got Trey Fernandez, you've got Henry Abarca, all in and around the action, all capable of scoring a goal. So that appears to be the look here for Dowling as it is end-of-season desperation mode, and rightfully so, as if they win this game, Waukee is in the state tournament. Or excuse me, Johnson is in the state tournament. So Johnson in possession wins Here's the ball back to Dowling, indeed. Ah, Johnson wins it right back, but Dowling wins it right back themselves. A little intentional handball there from Sartori Fernandez. Sticks his hand out just to tap it over. He's lucky not to yell on that. He, did I say desperation mode for Dowling Catholic? They're using appendages they're not allowed to use tonight as they look to just gain some sort of advantage over the Johnson Dragons defense. Credit to Johnston. They've been stout in defense. They did concede first, but have now scored three consecutive goals, two through Wilmot Monet that puts him at 20 goals on the season. There are eight minutes and eight seconds left in the second half of a sub-state final, and here comes Monet with a long shot. It is blocked. Abarca chases down the loose ball. He's under pressure. Abarca looks to maintain possession. He was tripped up, but not enough to get the referee to blow his whistle, so he loses the throw-in, and we've got a substitution for Johnston. Never less than three at a time for the Dragons, as Johnston brings three players on, and they are perhaps strategically subbing the players on the opposite side of the field who have the longest to walk off the pitch, and I stress walk off the pitch, as they look to nurse a two-goal advantage with seven and a half to play in the second half. It is looking bleak right now. Not not giving up hope for Dowling, but the clock keeps ticking, and we haven't really threatened the goal much at all here in the second half. We've had that early shot from Gradell. Um, we really uh, obviously need to get more into Johnson's half at this point. They've continued to control the ball here the last few minutes in our half. And uh, here's Mane. play from Johnson. Mane inside the box. He beats Griezmann and slots it into the corner. Mane completes his hat trick and rightfully has earned a fantastic team mob in front of the bench. He's your man of the match tonight. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Wilmot Monet has scored a hat trick and has proven to be too much for any defender not named Parker Stork as he has a hat trick on the night. This time he combines well with his second striker. He's one-on-one with Griezmann on top of the 18 in the center of the box. Beats Griezmann, beats Leon, extends the advantage to three goals. It is four to one Johnston with seven minutes to play. The Dragons look set for the state tournament. 
Dowling looks set for the postseason banquet. It appears to be so, Tanner. Uh, Three-goal deficit here. Um, that's a lot to get back in uh, in six minutes, especially with what we've seen tonight. All credit to uh, Johnson and Wilmot Manet. They've definitely had the run of play, and Wilmot's just been spectacular. What a player he is as Johnson, again, stays on the ball here. It's a foul from Carson Boyle, a hard shoulder. He's on a yellow card. Some frustration there from Boyle for sure. So this uh, number 18 for Johnston uh, beat a man. Had a choice to distribute the ball. This is Amir Orich. We've called his name now twice tonight uh, for good dribbling skills. He uh, took the ball himself. He had a chance to release and, and switch the field to an open teammate. He wanted to keep dribbling and keep taking on Dowling defenders. Carson Boyle did not want him to take on any more Dowling defenders. Throws a tough shoulder into Amir Orich. And so now it's a free kick. Johnson, the ball is getting played into the box. It's into the 18. It's headed away by Boyle. It is fouled on that free kick. So a 50-50 ball was ruled to be uh, infraction against the Dragons as now goalkeeper Diego Leon, who's had an incredible season, definitely one of the highlights of the year for Dowling Catholic. Diego is just a junior, so you look to have him back next year as a senior leader of this squad. Gave up four goals tonight. Hopefully it just remains four, but really want to highlight the play of Diego Leon. Don't call out a goalie's names unless it's for wrong reasons, but he has kept down in many matchups, played out of his mind against Joaquin in 2-0, yeah. loss against them, and has really developed nicely in the air, defending crosses and corners. And so you like to see his progression coming back for next season. Right now it's 4-1 to Johnston with five minutes to play. So, and, you know, the goals that he's given up tonight, honestly nothing he really could have done about any four of those goals. Um, right, perhaps the third goal where he got beat near post fair. against Benet, but yeah. to his defense, you have the leading goal scorer for Johnson four yards in front of your goal. You have to pick a side. He picked the wrong side. Correct, yeah. And, uh, you know, speaking of Benet, he is also a junior. So he's going to be back um, to match up with Dowling next season. And we lose Parker Stork, right, our, our, uh, our center back, um, who's been our captain. He's been really stable for us all season. So that's going to be interesting to see how the team readjusts. We also lose other center back, Patty Sullivan. He's heading to Notre Dame. Um, Parker's going to go play soccer at Wisconsin Platteville. So, you know, still a lot of attacking talent in the CIML conference that we're in, and we've got to reload on defense. Here's Mane in the box of the turn, going for his fourth goal. It's a kick save by Fabian Diego. Big kick save. Mane is just turning defenders like a revolving door at this point. He had a good look on goal and didn't find a corner that time. He found the corner of, Leon's boot, and so it is four to one. Johnson with four minutes and four seconds to play. So we've got three seniors checking in here. It's Ramirez, Reyes, it's Patty Sullivan, and it's Nathan Liu coming back into the game. And we've got uh, a couple freshmen in Abarca and uh, Sartori Fernandez coming off, as well as Luke Powell. Checks Sorry, out. Fabian Leon checks Fabian out. Fabian Leon checks out. So we got Luke a bunch Powell of seniors remains in the game. Good. You know what? I want to give Coach Jackson Sealing some props tonight. He has clearly given his seniors a chance to determine their own outcome, and you respect that. And here it is, as a senior, knowing that this is some of the last minutes you'll get in competitive soccer, you don't want to watch the last minutes on the sideline. As much as we're losing, as frustrating as it is to be in a game where you're losing three goals, you want to be out there. Yeah. Any competitive athlete wants to be out there. So coach, credit to Coach Teeling for giving his seniors looks, not only in uh, what I'll call garbage time here with three minutes to play in the second half, but giving uh, Luke Powell good minutes in the first half, giving Ramirez Reyes good minutes in the first half, and don't 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 head to the parking lot too quickly as Joey takes a shot on goal, and a left-footed shot on goal is saved by the Johnson keepers. So that was a 
uh, just a punt from the Dowling keeper that bounced over everybody, read speed onto it, and ultimately is able to get a left-footed shot on goal for the first shot on goal in 30 minutes for Dowling. Bookends the first half with Gridell shot on goal from close range, of course, a nice save from Johnson's keeper. So credit to Johnson's keeper tonight. Didn't have a chance on Boyle's volley, but has showed up when he's needed them to, whether it was the long shot from Satori Fernandez or a couple of close rangers from Reed and Gridell. He's played well. So it's 4-1 to one Johnson, yep. two and a half to play. Ben, thoughts on this game? Well, it was a dream start with our goal, with, with the way that goal was taken. Just an emphatic volley from Carson Boyle. Just a beautiful goal. And we, were, we, were, we came out firing, so there was a lot of hope, a lot of excitement. And then to be here at this point down 4-1, you know, I'll say it's a little deflating um, as a Dowling fan. And, you know, we've been calling the games all season. We've gotten to know some of these players as we've interviewed them. So you feel for the seniors out there who are playing some of their last minutes of their high school career. We've got a lot of seniors on the team, um, but I will give credit to Johnston. You know, they really have taken this game. This isn't, this wasn't given. This was earned by them tonight. This four, one win. Indeed. And we want to highlight some other scores from sub-state finals across the, uh, the Des Moines Metro tonight. So both Ankeny teams are in action. Uh, they're the number two seeds in their sub-state. The Ankeny Hawks are losing to the Valley Tigers three to one. And then in the biggest news, it is Ankeny Centennial 1-1 one one against Waukee at the end of regulation. Wow. Waukee, the undefeated season in jeopardy as they may not qualify for the state tournament should they lose in overtime or penalty kicks. So more to come on the Waukee-Ankeny Centennial matchup as we are calling the end of the Dowling-Johnston game. One minute and a half to play, 4-1 to one Johnston. Yeah, Waukee, the obvious favorites to win the state tournament this year. So for them to be in overtime just to try to get into the state. That's a huge potential upset brewing. You know, it looks like Johnson's going to be set, obviously, at this point with just over a minute left to play up 4-1 to go to state. I like Johnson's chances in state with what I'm seeing. With some of the players and pieces they have, oh, Carson Boyle's going to pick up Carson a second Boyle. and a red card to end, to end his career with and just a minute left here. The Johnson bench, about six players entered the field for Johnson as they took significant umbrage to Carson Boyle's late hit on the Johnson player. This is a Carson Boyle is a big, strong kid. He can throw his weight around with force. And he did so just there. He had the tough shoulder to shoulder matchup earlier, about 10 minutes ago. The Waukee team wanted a second yellow. Then this referee, this hit was even harder. The referee is not going to give him his third chance of the night. So Boyle, on his second yellow, he will card. end his high school soccer career with a red card with a minute left in the game. And I guess the silver lining to the red card is you don't have to set the next match when there is no next match. Yeah. Um, I kind of saw that coming a little bit as this game winded down. We're down three goals. He's starting to come in late. And, you know, he's always a player who gets stuck in, challenges uh, strong for the ball, and he likes the contact. So, you know, it's uh, – Carson moved there to end, end his career on a strong play like that, and uh, he knew what he was doing. He knew that at that point he wasn't going to be hurting the team. There's only a minute left to go here, and um, nonetheless, there's definitely some confrontation after that uh, challenge from, from both benches. I think mean, these, these two teams, um, they get chippy. The last 6-2 game was chippy. That's a big rivalry, so uh, it's tough to lose this game for the Dowling, and I think it shows in those late challenges. Indeed, these teams know each other well, and the excitement has been there all night. Right there, the excitement got the better of Carson Boyle. You know, we've got the 
players' benches on our sideline up here in the press box of this beautiful facility at Johnson High School. And neither team has had a bench player sit down the entirety of this game. The energy, the excitement, everyone knows what's on the line tonight. Johnson was able to get the better of Dowling Catholic. There's a minute left in action as Johnson has a free kick after the second yellow card that was applied to Carson Boyle. So now number three for Johnson will play this ball deep into the box. A minute left. Ball's flicked on to goal, and just a foot wide of the post is Duponovich, who wanted his share of the action tonight as his striker partner. He did get one early, but his striker partner has bested him with a hat trick. That is Manet on a hat trick for Johnston. Duponovich with the other goal to be a combination of four total for Johnston. The one goal tonight did go to our red cardie, Carson Boyle, yeah. who had a really nice bouncing volley off of a cleared cross earlier in the first half. Again, Dowling scored first, but conceded four. We've seen that before tonight, Ben. That was yes. Valley scored right. first and conceded four. So a bit of a repeat scoreline at least. And, you know, Johnston had, and Dowling played two weeks ago. It was a 6-2 result. However, a pretty tight 6-2 if, if that can be a thing. Yeah. Tonight, a little more in Johnston's favor and direction. Credit to the Dragons for stepping up tonight and really taking it to their opponents. Johnston is now celebrating as the countdown has begun. The final whistle has blown. Johnston is through to the state tournament. Credit to the Dragons. Lots of credit to the seniors of Dowling Catholic. We have plenty to recap. You are listening to Dowling Catholic Soccer on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, the Catholic Church is just out of touch? It's going to have to change if it ever hopes to be relevant in today's world. But G.K. Chesterton says... We do not need a church that will move with the world. We need a church that will move the world. It's not that the church has to change, it's that the world has to change, and it's up to us, as the church, to change the world. That is the call to conversion. We don't convert the world by giving in to it. Chesterton says, The world is converted by the saint that contradicts it most. I guess that explains why in an age that worships money, sex, and power, the most influential woman in the modern world was a tiny little nun taking care of the sick and dying in the streets of Calcutta. Want more than a minute? Visit Chesterton.org. Iowa Catholic Radio, KWKY Des Moines, K233BT Des Moines, KIHS Adel. Listen online anytime at iowacatholicradio.com or download the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Welcome back to Johnson High School. You are listening to the post-game recap of the boys' sub-state final. It is Dowling 1, Johnston 4. That noise you hear is the Johnston Dragons being presented with a state qualifier banner, and the Dragons players are just going bananas on the track as they mob their captains. They mob Manet with the hat trick. They mob Dupanovich, the senior, and you've got quite the excitement in the air tonight. The energy is high. The emotions are extreme on both ends because opposite the cheering and celebratory Dragons are the dejected and reflective Maroons from Dowling. The entire Dowling Catholic Maroon team is centered around Coach Jackson Teeling on top of the 18 as he gives his team some wisdom. 
Ben, what's Coach Teeling saying to that team right now? It, it's tough to uh, console a senior player after a loss like that, anybody on the squad. I think what he's saying to them is, you know, a message of great season. Um, you guys gave it all you could out there tonight. You played well, and you had every chance to win the game, and that's all you can ask for. And, you know, a lot of these players are going to go on and play in college. A lot of these players on the team are coming back for another season. So there's a lot to look forward to. And at this point, he's just, you know, he's going to be there for these players as they as they uh, reflect on the, their career and their season, as you mentioned, dejected but also reflective right now is really all you can do. Um, and you've been in this position before, Tanner. Both of us have been in this position to uh, end our season before the pinnacle, whether it's getting to state or making it to the state final. So what are they, what's going through these, you know, what are these players feeling right now, especially these seniors? I can only speak for how I was feeling in this moment. So yep. you mentioned Dowling Catholic's postseason success. 2005 was my senior year. That was the first time that our school had ever made the state tournament. So that in and of itself was uh, quite the accomplishment and the achievement. And we went on to then have six consecutive berths to the state tournament after we got that first one. However, we wanted a lot more than that. We were number one team in the state at one point that season. So when we lost to Ames in the opener of the state tournament, that is as crushed as I can remember myself being. That is certainly uh, one of the sadder days that I can remember, certainly in my athletic career, one of the saddest. Um, it is tough. There's not a lot that you can tell a competitive student athlete tonight that can console yeah. someone when you come so close, you want that, you can taste it, you think you've got a chance against a good but not out of reach Johnson Dragons team, and you come up three goals short. It's just really tough. Really, in my experience is you have to just get through the night, yeah. and the uh, the wisdom and the console has to come after you settle down a little bit. Yeah, you're right. And I remember that season before, which was my final season, uh, 2004, where we came up against Valley in the Substate final, lost 1-0 at Valley. Um, you know, it really controlled that game. Um, it's going a ways back, but you know, again, it's uh, it sticks with you for a few days, at the very least. And uh, it's a tough pill to swallow for these players, so we definitely feel for them. And uh, really, really not a lot you can say. Um, it looks like Johnston, again, celebrating on the other side of the field. I don't know if there's going to be some sort of presentation for a state berth or not. It looks like they have a flag or something like that. But, um, yeah, they're celebrating. And, and again, Dowling um, sitting in a huddle, embracing. And, and Coach Teeling's giving them, a, giving them a long talk here. We're not sure if we're going to get him in the booth tonight. Um, but, you know, thinking about that game, Tanner, you know, it was, it was a critical moment of the game in my eyes when Johnston equalized at 1-0 with that hot start that we had. Um, to me, that was the pivotal moment, and Johnson is the team that took control there. What other opportunities can you think of where we had a chance to get back into that game? Obviously, 2-1, we had some looks. But even in that second half, what, you know, can you call anything out that you saw? Um, it was a tough game tonight. So, halftime score of 2-1. Yeah. And early in that second half, Downing showed a little bit of a different look. We brought Gridell into the midfield, and he had an early shot on goal. You know, that first five minutes of play in the second half has a chance where you can maybe come out of the restart and catch your opponent a little lethargic after the break. Can you get that early goal to make things even and put, put a goal away? So I looked at those first five minutes as a great opportunity because ultimately then what happened is you, know, you saw uh, Mane for the Dragons score a goal and separated to three to one. And with Johnson's ability to spread the field and possess, and shut down and, and uh, shut down our attack. It became just increasingly difficult. 
and the odds of the odds of Dowling at that point getting back into the game is a uh, is tough. Is tough. So Very tough. as we have the uh, the end of the senior season, I'd like to just highlight the seniors for Dowling Catholic Maroons. Number three, Carson Boyle, senior forward, uh, goal scorer tonight. Number four, Patty Sullivan, senior center back, played almost every minute this season. Number eight, Nathan Liu, starter, defensive center midfielder. Number 10, Ben Jurgens, starter, center midfielder. Number 11, J.D. Harmon, John Harmon, uh, played a lot of starting minutes this season and had a fantastic time off the bench as well later in the season. Number 14, Quinn Stewart, senior, starter, center midfielder. Number 15, Parker Stork, senior, starter, center back. He'll be playing his soccer at Wisconsin-Platteville next season. Number 18, Aniel Ramirez-Reyes showed really well tonight and forced a diving tip save for a corner kick on a long shot. You've got number 24, Luke Powell, who also played well tonight. So credit to the 2021 senior class at Dowling Catholic Maroons. If you were counting, that is seven senior starters that Coach Sealing will have to replace next season. So yeah. uh, good experience, quite the holes to fill. But we also saw a really promising freshman class from Dowling this year. You had the likes of Ian Gradell, Sartori Fernandez, Fabian Leone at right back, Owen Smirage playing some minutes, and the highlight of that freshman class is Henry Abarca. So can they get a little bit bigger, spend some time in the weight room, strength and agility training the next 12 months because they're players, yep. but they're undersized as freshmen. So a lot lost, but a lot to look forward to. And you get you get Joe Reed back for a senior season, who is our top goal scorer. Um, and so that's, you know, obviously looking ahead to next season. Um, at this point, that's all we can really look forward to. And, yeah, you know, you called out the freshmen, so there's a lot to look forward to there. You got Joe Reed coming back, some other key contributors as well. I'm happy you uh, shouted out all the seniors because what an effort they put in for the for the squad this season, Tanner. And, um, you know, again, hats off to them, all the work they put in throughout their career. Didn't even have a season last year because of COVID. Come back not knowing a lot as far as what's going to be happening with this season. End up getting into a 12-6 and record, so um, strong winning record. And uh, get to the Substate final of Substate Group 3. So, again, hats off to the seniors and this Dowling team. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break here, and we're going to come back with some more analysis, man of the match, potentially an interview from Coach Teeling. You're listening to Iowa Catholic Radio and uh, Dowling Catholic Soccer. This is a Young Catholic Minute. How can I know the Bible is true? There was once this really smart guy named St. Augustine of Hippo. That's right, Hippo. He said, I would not believe the gospel if the authority of the Catholic Church did not move me to do so. He learned that the Bible was true in the same way that we learn most things. Someone he trusted told him. Most people have not split an atom. No one alive saw the Battle of Thermopylae nor has ever set foot on the 16 moons of Jupiter. But we believe in these because someone who knows better than us has told us about them. St. Augustine knew that the Catholic Church was founded on the apostles, who had died horrible deaths rather than deny that their friend Jesus Christ was God, risen from the dead and present in the Eucharist. And that living witness made him believe, as it did for the Gentiles, for every Christian in history, and it will do the same for you. For more, go to youtube.com slash youngcatholic. Welcome back here to Johnson, Iowa. We're at the campus of Johnson High School at the new stadium where we just saw a 4-1 scoreline with 
the Johnson Dragons taking down the Dallin Catholic Maroons to earn a state tournament bid. Um, so congratulations to Johnson. Dallin players still out on the field, hugging, um, embracing each other after a long, hard-fought season that just came to an end tonight, Tanner. And I think we're going to talk man of the match here, but any, any other thoughts from you? Well, you know, I'd like to thank our underwriters for making this season possible. It's been a lot of fun to bring you Dallin Catholic soccer. I'd like to thank Iowa Catholic Radio for broadcasting us and bringing the Maroon soccer to an audience. Thank you all for listening and suffering through a couple of rookie broadcasters. I've had a blast with you, Ben Teeling. Um, it's been quite the season. We've, we've seen some really good games. We've seen some really good soccer out there. And ultimately getting the sub-state final, to me, is success. You've got Coach Jackson Teeling in his first season with his staff. It's their first time. It's, it's Jackson Teeling's first head coaching job at this level. Putting together a winning percentage of 66% is solid. And so I think through the season, you have to be you have to be satisfied as a Dallin Catholic fan. Even if tonight is a tough moment for all of us, as you see the emotion on these players' faces, you see the tears on their faces, even from up here in this press box, you've got to be satisfied with this season and the direction of the program. You've got uh, Joe Reed up top. You've got Diego Leone and Goal coming back as seniors next season. You've got a very talented freshman class that will develop into their bodies and hopefully challenge at a higher level going forward. So tonight was a battle. Credit to the Johnson Dragons, the better team won. Uh, I do not want to see Johnson in the state tournament if I'm if I'm qualifier. And we have another qualifier to announce to you. The Valley Tigers have a final score. The Valley has uh, defeated Ankeny three to one, and so now we've got uh, one game out there still. Waukee and Centennial are in overtime in a one-one matchup. So Valley will qualify for state tonight. Johnson will qualify for state tonight. Dowling will celebrate a 12-6 and record and a lot of hard work throughout the season, a lot to build on. So proud of this team, proud yep. of these guys, and thanks everybody for making this possible. Ben, your thoughts, your man of the match? So I, I echo your comments as far as being satisfied with the season, right? I mean, getting to the sub-state final, I think that was probably the first goal, first and foremost, and they did that, especially with a new coach, a season off. So I am proud of the team. They had a great season. They got to the final. My man of the match tonight, Tanner, this is the first time I'm doing this, but it's actually going to a Johnston player just because of the the dominance on the offensive end from Wilmot Mana with a three three goal hat trick performance. And he took you know, he put the team on his back tonight. And he down one zero, um, stepped up, got the go ahead goal, got two more, put it away four to one. So it's gonna be Mana for my man of the match. Again, only a junior, so he's gonna be back again to, to uh, challenge the Dowling defense. And uh, Tanner, man of the match on your end? I'd like to highlight Coach Jackson Teeling for rotating his seniors nicely, and they stepped up to to the challenge during this matchup. For my player, man of the match, I'm going to go with Parker Stork. Parker Stork had a great game. He was really the only player in isolation who could shut down Mana for Johnston. Uh, He got pushed forward later in the game. He can do a lot. He's got a career ahead of him at Wisconsin Platteville. I'm excited to see how he plays in college. I'll be looking for him next year at the Dallin Alumni game because he is a talent and he showed up well tonight, even though that team conceded four goals. He did his part. He did everything he could to shut it down. It just was up against a tougher matchup tonight. So yep. um, closing words on the game or the season from you, Ben? So, yeah, again, uh, you know, great performance from Johnson. That's all I can really say. Dallin came to play, but Johnson was just a better team tonight. Uh, ultimately, with all that attacking firepower, they get the 4-1 win. And it was a deserved win. 
So that's how I'd summarize the game. Also some nice goals that we saw. Um, as far as the season is concerned, um, again, great season out of these boys. 12-6 and six record, uh, some strong senior leadership, and getting to the sub-state final. You know, I think they exceeded some expectations almost in that sense. Um, they really came together this season after the season off. I am very excited for what next season brings with these freshmen coming up to see how we line up next season, Tanner. The other thing I will say is uh, it's been a, a pleasure doing the broadcast with you and uh, have, have a really good time. Hopefully we uh, get the call back to do these games again uh, next year. And I uh, really just want to thank all of our listeners who have tuned in for these games. And uh, also want to thank all the underwriters at Iowa Catholic Radio. With that, we're signing off for the final time tonight. We've brought you Dowling Catholic Boys Soccer through all of our home games and tonight on the road in the sub-state final. Dowling 1, Johnston 4. That does it for us. Everyone be safe. Have fun out there. It's been a real pleasure for us. You're listening to the final broadcast of this season, Dowling Catholic Soccer on Iowa Catholic Radio. Coverage of Dowling Catholic Soccer is underwritten by Ashworth Vision Clinic, Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Kemen, Mercy One, and the Catholic Tuition Organization. Thank you for supporting the businesses that underwrite Iowa Catholic Radio. The proceeding has been a Dowling Catholic Sports presentation on Iowa Catholic Radio.